0: This is Ian, a.k.a. Whatson, a.k.a. Michael K. Y'all listening to, what you listening to? Up in the Mix.
1: Ba-ba-ba. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. the truth, a.k.a. the super nicest, a.k.a. the Nar, Mr. R, a.k.a. not the black dude you thought I was.
2: This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Kula, Coach, Mr. Brunch, a local, also the poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and track suit papi. Nice. hmm
1: Well, welcome to another edition of uh, Ep of the Mix. This is episode 111, coming to you live on a Saturday afternoon in the middle of winter. Um, Caesar, how was uh, your week?
2: Uh, Just enjoying the snow flurries. (laughs) Like, working from home is awesome. Everyone all complaining about, you know, that they have to, like, go to work and things like that. But me, I... A lot of people in my office got, like, a two-hour delay every day this week because of the snow. But me, since I work from home, I had to clock in at the same time. So
1: oh, so you didn't get extra hour to uh, walk but, to your living room to, to work.
2: But guess what? I'm in uh, sweatpants and a V-neck all day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As I'm helping out the people of this great state of Nevada. <laughs> and, yeah, other than that, just, like, trying to figure out because, like, the lady's a little nervous in the snow, she doesn't drive too much in the ice and things like that, but it was awesome a couple hours extra with the baby in the morning uh you know, just extra hours for me to annoy her actually, so
1: that's how it should be,
2: yeah, because she annoys me a lot when she's whining and crying and doesn't want to eat dinner, and that's so I
1: feel like that's the attitude you're gonna have to keep all the way till she's like twenty two
2: dude she's uh
1: that's how I would deal with my my students it's
2: I can't wait to annoy she, each other yeah, I can't wait till she gets friends. <laughs> like, they're going to be like, that's your dad. They're either going to hate me or they're going to be like, oh, this is the coolest guy in the world. Like, why don't you like your dad? You know?
1: <laughs> You're going to turn them against her.
2: uh I crush dreams. That's what I do. I crush hopes and dreams. But, uh yeah, the other teenage than Teenage <laughs> attitudes. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't know shit at, at fucking 13 years old. You know nothing. You know? Yeah. But other than that, now Just staying home, being warm. Um, and that's it, you know, just avoiding the cold because I'm, I'm like a brown bear. It's hibernation season for me.
1: Yeah, exactly. My
2: beard getting nice and thick and all weird. I have to put beard balm now because if not, I look all scraggly like I just got up from, uh, you know, ready to get some salmon out of the river.
1: Yeah, I got, uh, <laughs> I as you can see, my beard is obviously uh, super, super ridiculous. I got a brush and, and comb and some, yeah, uh, Samantha got me some some beard products for Christmas. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, other than that, um, I don't know, just want to give a big salute to Dylan at Record Street Brewery for uh, sponsoring us today a little bit, you know, free beer for the podcast. So. Nice. So. We can't
1: show that on YouTube, though, so I'm going to have to cut that part out.
2: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we, we can show it for the gram.
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
2: How nice. was your week? Uh,
1: it was great, you know. I am a weather nerd, so it was cool to uh, <laughs> track the super storms that came through. Although, you know, we didn't get as much snow as I would have liked. We did have two snow days, but I thought we would have more snow overall. So that was cool. I literally, like Wednesday, uh, by the time I got up, the neighbor had already, like, uh, shoveled our walkway that we share kind of with him. So mm-hmm. that was cool. So I, like, shoveled the, the sidewalk and got the snow off the cars. We went and saw Alex at uh, – coffee and comics and got some breakfast wednesday morning and then i literally spent the whole rest of the day doing nothing playing video games <laughs> uh and then thursday I was chilled super hard had a fire because it was cold and you know raining all day with the snow and so it was a nice week um didn't like we had delayed starts on monday tuesday and friday <laughs> and on tuesday and friday only had one kid show up in person at school and a lot of kids weren't doing much on, uh, digitally, so we did do we do home mm-hmm. visits still, like via Zoom. So I d- actually, we did one on Thursday during the snow day. Like the students still sh- like wanted to do it and showed up. So that was a cool. It was a student that's at one of our other sites, not on uh, my campus, so I never met her before, but uh, it was a super cool student, senior trying to trying to get her uh, shit together to graduate. So that was a cool thing, but. Besides that, it was a pretty chill week. As we say, I just got, uh, like a, like an hour and a half ago, just got my second COVID shot.
2: Oh, congratulations. Nice.
1: Yeah. But uh, enough about us. We have a special guest joining us. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, we've both known a long time. Uh, she used to live here. She's from Reno. Used to live in the Bay Area. Has recently transplanted to the great city of Seattle. But uh, welcome to the show, Katie Smith.
3: Hi, yay. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, how are you? On this I'm fine Saturday. Awesome. I
3: am I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. And uh this is exactly what I want to be doing. I'm it is cold as shit outside, and I'm just really happy to be snuggled up in a blanket, drinking some wine and chatting it up.
1: Sweet.
2: Yeah, how's the temperature up there in the northwest yeah. right now?
3: Very cold. I don't know what number that is, but um, it's it's pretty cold. I've been not leaving the house without several layers on, and we have a fireplace, too, which is my favorite part of the place, and I have just been sprawled out in front of that puppy. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. Especially you guys are right by the water, that uh, ocean breeze.
1: Yeah, plus you were in the Bay Area. It doesn't Mm -hmm. get cold there, so... Mm you're, you're Ooh, spoiled. I know. Mm-hmm. It,
3: like the Bay Area, especially in San Francisco, is like a perm, permanent temperature of like...
1: 64 degrees. You know, <laughs> 70.
2: You know, yeah. yeah.
3: Per, permanent cold, but not like bone freezing. Pretty and, weather all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's a little next level. So we we knew what we were, uh, what to expect, but it's still like, oh boy, it's <laughs> pretty cold.
1: Well, that kind of leads into the question of the week this week. all of us are kind of experts on the West coast, if you will, uh, so between the three of us, what is the best West Coast locale between SoCal, the Bay, Portland, or Seattle? yeah you know, excluding <laughs> Reno, we cannot include Reno or Tahoe because obviously yeah we we have our bias but what what would you say, Katie
3: Oh. I mean, dang it.
2: This is a tough one. I I, I thought about this.
3: I know that's a toughie. I I can't say Seattle yet because I don't know. I'll go with the Bay Area. I lived there for almost eight years. Um, It is stunning in every direction. There is everything you want, food, nature, um, a good time, um, and and the people are great. So I'll, I'll rep the Bay Area on this one.
2: For me, for me, it's tough because the Northwest is so beautiful it's with, so pretty. with all the trees and just like people seem to be really friendly over there. I've been to like Seattle numerous times and Portland numerous times and they're really friendly out there. Food is good, but it's just it's so beautiful out there, you know, and like Bay Area. Yes, you have to just kind of like drive out a little bit. Um but Bay Area weather, you can't—you know, like we talk about, you can't beat it. It's like hoodie weather all day. All you need is put a hoodie in your backpack and you're set all day because yeah. you get into the shadows. Then you need the hoodie. The sun hits you. You're good in a white tee. And
1: yep. and if, you know, if you want to get, you know, nicer weather, or, you know, if you want warmer temperatures, you can just go like 60 miles to the east, mm-hmm. like to Sacramento yeah. or even like parts of the East Bay yeah. and it'd be way yeah. warmer than. Yeah.
2: And Southern California, to me, has gotten better as I got older. And I don't know if it's just me liking different things or also... Having more money? Having (laughs) more money. But No, but it's just also, it's just like L.A., there's just a lot more stuff that I like there all the time. Like, you know, I'm a coffee snob, Um, I like to eat all the time, and like the L.A. culture has definitely grown with that than before. It was kind of just like street dogs, and it was kind of, you know, just like the typical... I don't know, but continue. Yeah, typical. (laughs) You know I don't drink coffee. (laughs) But like the typical, you know, like Los Angeles stuff, like a lot of, you know, Mexican and like Salvadorian stuff. But L.A. has really definitely grown there. So for the weather, I definitely would be in the Bay Area. If I was definitely nature folk, I would definitely be in the Northwest. And if I was just going to be a hype beast, I just live in L.A.
1: So all of them.
2: All of them. Yeah, that all
3: of like I didn't realize that that was a
1: selection. Well, that one that's can typical make, Caesar. But... He makes his own selections. <laughs> he makes a path where there is none. I love it. I a, love he's it. He's a trailblazer that way. Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm a fresh setter, you know. Trailblazer. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, I cross the habitual line crosser.
1: You know, exactly. There's no, there's no, <laughs>
2: there's no line for me.
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm going to say the bay. Like, I'm biased. I, I was born there and, and grew up there and, and spend a lot of time there now. So uh especially i would say specifically the east bay um Mm. last fall we were down there for a a funeral for my grandmother's funeral the whole family and just being like it was the first time we'd all been there as a family since i don't even know when and uh it's such you know october september october it's so that's the best time of year Mm weather-wise and to be down there in the hit like berkeley hills uh, it's, it's fucking great it made me I'm like damn it like this is so nice so fucking nice um, but yeah uh, the Bay Area like hands down like it's got more culture and more refinement no, and definitely. coolness mm-hmm. than Southern California and you know I love Portland I probably like Seattle more than Portland because Seattle's I feel like more like San Francisco but you know salutes to the Northwest as well
2: mm-hmm. what I do like yeah. Portland they definitely live up to their stereotypes Like with like flannel (laughs) flannels and beards and stuff like that. And like, no. And just for me roaming the streets, I'm like, yo, this is like uh, Portlandia. (laughs) It's like walking into (laughs) it, you know? And like, and I love when stereotypes come to life because me, I'm just like stereotypes. It's just like something that's made up, you know? It's like a movie. But when it happens in real life, I just get giddy like I'm on National Geographic or something.
1: (laughs) caesar's relationship with portland is so it's i feel like it's like liz Lemon's relationship with cleveland <laughs> like you only like going there to visit i feel like you wouldn't like to live there
2: i probably wouldn't like to live there you no, that's talk, for sure.
1: if you live there i feel like you wouldn't talk about it the way you do no but uh... <laughs> but it's uh, for the record hmm. portland is greatly better than cleveland which i've never <laughs> been to but i'm going to judge anyway
3: all your Portland li- listeners are pissed at the
2: at the comparison.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no offense, Portland, Rip City forever. Okay, <laughs>
2: if you guys want to change our mind,
1: if it's <coughs> up there, but exactly, um, no. Yeah, <laughs> Cleveland sucks. I've never even been there, but I know Portland's way nicer than Cleveland. So, uh, uh, yeah.
2: my my friend ZD from uh from Portland or uh, from uh, Cleveland, he's probably like uh, yelling at his uh, iPhone right now.
1: <laughs> Look, I'm sure Cleveland has nice-ish things Mm -hmm.
2: um (laughs) rock and roll hall of fame
1: rock and roll hall of Mm -hmm. fame yeah i mean it's got it's got that lake effect Mm -hmm. snow and (laughs) shitty sports teams and i'm gonna stop talking shit about Uh, Cleveland, but they don't need it
2: i i want to go to cleveland though like it's definitely a spot in the u.s that especially because my friend talks about it so much i mean i want to go everywhere in the united states but you
1: know i have a comprehensive state ranking caesar like (laughs) cities are part of this the state ranking
2: no we know we know
1: (laughs) but anyways Katie tell us about yourself and how your journey from Reed High School led you to
2: Seattle Emerald City
3: wow that is a windy windy road um but yeah uh Reed High School East Sparks I was uh listening I mean it's the best um (laughs) uh so um Going, in, I went to UNR and then um, got a degree in Spanish and so was really going, do I teach Spanish or what do I do with this f- degree in a second language? I have no idea. So I decided to continue my education and there's this um, international business school, Thunderbird, which is in Glendale, Arizona. Oh. <laughs> and Yes, which is where your bro is moving. Is yes. that public knowledge? Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, you know, they lived there prior. They just <laughs> oh.
1: moved from a different part of the you city. Spilled the oh, beans. Okay.
3: <laughs> I did. I was like, oh no. No secrets. Can we cut that part out? Also, Sean just told me that about 20 minutes uh. ago. So I had to, so I'm just re spoiler
4: alert. Yeah. Shannon <laughs> is out there in Glendale. Like, uh.
3: Everyone find
0: it.
4: So,
3: um, Anywho, I, I went to Thunderbird and got a master's in global affairs and management, um, loved Phoenix. I actually would live speaking of weather, um, the complete opposite of where I am currently. (laughs) Um, I do the, the dry heat was awesome. I love the desert vibes. It was, it was a great place to live. Um, but ended up coming back to Reno because, um, I I was dating someone at the time and it was just like, you know, Reno was still my home. And then eventually I had always wanted to move to the Bay area, you know, being a Reno kid, it's easy to drive to the Bay area. And Mm -hmm. so, man, we, my parents and I, we, and my brothers, we would do day road trips. We'd get up at like 6am, hit the wharf, have some clam chowder, like, you know, pier 39 and then be home. That night, and so it felt very accessible to me, and it also fair, felt very close to Reno, um, with a new big city experience. So, ended up spending, um, yeah, close to eight years in in San Francisco, and loved every second of a, of it. Still love it very much. Um, and then, um, over a, a series of COVID roller coaster opportunities and uh, blockers. Uh, made it uh, to Seattle uh, something new and a, a new adventure and yeah soaking it up and and Seattle so far and that's I think one of you said it it's very it's got such a similar San Francisco vibe so the the um, adjustment here so far has been very easy
1: yeah the cities were founded around you know and Puffers populated around the same times like mm-hmm grew in the you know the early 1900s late 1800s and they're both obviously in a huge bay and uh yeah they have similar uh characteristics though i feel like seattle is cleaner and oh definitely uh, it's
3: feeling that way yes
2: minus that gum wall but it's
1: colder <laughs> yeah, and has, you get snow there which mm-hmm. doesn't happen yeah in and i enjoy
3: all four seasons uh reno is great for that you know all, all four of them and and so that's happening here where it's like there's the snowy mountains and then the summer it'll be summer versus like we said one temp in
2: <laughs> but yeah summertime in like the northwest though is like from july 4th to like it's like it's like a month long it's not even that long yeah. uh but yeah it's just like july 4th is when it starts and it's like mid-august i think is when it like gets out of there mm-hmm.
1: yeah um but, you know, like we always joke here, like fall and spring are kind of really like here, especially mm-hmm. fall. Like, I feel like fall is like the second half of October into November, and then it's winter here. Mm-hmm. Like, the. But you're gonna get yeah you'll definitely get all four seasons up there no,
2: and four seasons because when I lived in Vegas that's what I missed the four seasons because it's like mm. it's like spring and then it's hot and like Phoenix is like the same thing Except in Phoenix you could cook an egg on the sidewalk and
1: I think the time. seasons are overrated and uh, you know, I, I prefer that Mediterranean climate that birthed <laughs> you know almost you know every you know so all the major civilizations came from places that did not have the four seasons really <laughs> they had that Mediterranean or like you know dry and wet season type weather so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel you – know, I'm biased towards the Bay Area. That, the weather – I have no problem with, you know, 60 degrees every day and, you know, raining sometimes mm-hmm. and, you know, dry the other times. But, you know, that's yeah, – we, we all have our ad- opinions. Yeah,
3: <laughs> It's not bad at all. It's a good life. Yeah.
1: So, ostensibly, we have you on here to talk about your podcast. Yes. So, tell us uh, how, like, the idea for it started and then – what you, your, your purpose is and, and how that has evolved over. Cause you started at what, 2019 to.
3: Y- yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Late 2019. No, late 2018. I think my first episode was t- uh, early 2019. Yeah. But started thinking about
1: it 2018. Okay. Yeah. Take us through that as you know, we've done something similar. Take us through that mm-hmm. process.
3: Yeah. And it, it is such a process and I'm excited to share it because I, I haven't yet on my own podcast. And I think it's it's fascinating because it really highlights just how you can make excuses to not do something. Um, <laughs> and so like I have a relatively small amount of episodes, which I'm working on. And it's like every time I think about why, it's always because I've like created some sort of ex- barrier excuse. So mm-hmm. working on that. <laughs> 2021, here we go. <laughs> so, um, so I have always been... Um, I've always been a uh, motivational speaker, inspo uh, lady, or wannabe inspo lady at heart. And you know, did all the stuff in high school around you know student council and just like h- helping lead people and helping people be them best their best selves. And and then got into the corporate world and and do the same. I think my favorite uh, thing I do is manage people so I can help coach them and find their, find their thing and, and help them do that thing long-term. And so I've always wanted to do that on a larger scale. I actually, am the opposite of many where I like to speak in front of many, many people, I, I don't, of course you get the little butterflies in the stomach, but I'm in general, pretty good at like, Hey everybody, look at me. Um, In my Jim Carrey voice, apparently. So,
0: (laughs) all right, all right, (laughs) even
3: look at me. Um, So, um, the podcast came um, because you know it's really picking up as a, a way to share your thoughts and feelings, and anymore you can find a podcast on anything. And I wanted to speak to more people, and I wanted to bring something that made people feel like they weren't alone and so for me it was important that the podcast was around um so it's called the bliss smith and my last name's smith and i usually find weird ways to use it kind of as a play off of it being such a simple last name i'm like it's okay i'm gonna make it really cool <laughs> um and so the bliss smith to me means um you know creating or forging your own bliss um and so that was the premise, and then it was important to me that it was approachable, um, because I think that when you log in and, and hear a podcast, uh, sometimes it can sound preachy, or, you know, or like, you should do this with your life, or it's someone who has Um, my description, and there's nothing wrong with this, but it's like a a very specific looking woman who, you know, gained five pounds when she was pregnant and then lost them right away. And then she's like, hey, look, look at how cool I am. And look at all the cool things I've done. And and for some people, I think it, things like that can feel very unapproachable. Like, I'm different than that. I want to hear someone like me. Um, Knowing that, uh, you know, we're all, we're all different. And so the approachability piece for me is bringing guests on that are just like you and I and people who haven't figured it all out, but are figuring it out. And, um, so that's, that's where I like to play is like, usually my guests are, are folks that, um, are just fumbling through life, you know, and, and doing some great stuff and we're celebrating it together, but it's talking about the, the like Rocky part through the middle versus, nailed it let me tell
2: you how to do it <laughs> no i i do like it because you give like like you were saying shine to the average person you know and that's like what we do here it's almost like the same thing we talk about how they did it um and how they're how they got there you know yeah. and i love how you kind of like bombard them with like three questions at a time all the time <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I really go in there. No, it's so funny when they talk, you, I I could hear you, you're just like counting in your head and then once you have your time, you're just like, "Okay, what about this? This, this, and this?" And they're like, "Okay, those are all really good questions. Let me try to get through them all." <laughs> like every time and I just started laughing. And I was like, I'm "Like that's intense." She's getting, yeah. She's in, you're you're better
1: at interview. <laughs> like we have conversations we say because yeah. mm-hmm. we have trouble focusing for various reasons. <laughs> so, uh, I was also thought of it yeah like when i listened to, i was like her podcast is very it's like a npr type r- real yeah uh interview with someone that's yeah. very it's mm. it's serious and i was
2: like, <laughs> yeah like the first question is yeah. good but then the ones after that just rapid fire like three four at a time i'd be like oh okay okay i'll try to answer that's the best so I can.
3: funny what a funny like mirror up to to the whole situation cause mm. Yeah, I think it's like a my curiosity and b it's probably like all the time I spend in a co- efficient corporate environment mm-hmm. where I'm like I just I just need to get the answer. Yeah,
2: and you're thinking about but, one two steps yeah. ahead. Yeah, no, I totally and, see and
3: that. I like I get pumped. I'm like <laughs> you just told me something that I has made me think in 35 ways. Like let me <laughs> yeah. all let's all word vomit it together. No,
2: and I just feel like you're just holding your breath until it's your time to talk, and you're like boom, boom 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 boom, boom. Bra-da.
3: Wait, I don't know if that's good. I don't know if my
2: guests appreciate that. Uh, uh, it sounds. Uh, I mean, it's they sound. It sounds good because you're yeah. your guest
1: and you're in control of the conversation. <laughs> exactly, and you're steering. You you're getting, uh, you know, the best, like you know, you're talking about something specific, mm. like, and you're getting it out of them. You know, that's it's you're accomplishing your tasks. Mm. I think Caesar and I, what we're trying to say is sometimes we struggle <laughs> with this with our yeah. guests and. Um, you do a better job of it uh, for
2: no and your guests do well because obviously they're like self-motivated people um, they've been through you know some turmoil and in like three questions in a row is not the worst they've been through you know <laughs> yeah, right and and,
0: Again, they're, it's and like, they're
2: multitasking so they know that's
3: good they do it's yeah I think it's like wow I I'm so I'm so amped to do my next few because I'm like Maybe I'm gonna. What we should do is we should meet our styles in the middle. It sounds like, like, y'all come over to the getting the train on the rails a bit more. I don't know. I, I've listened to a few. I don't, I think they're lovely. We need but a, pro- maybe, we just need-,
1: need a producer to be in our ear, like, hey, to remind bring us it sometime back. because like, usually hey, I'm that person, funny. but sometimes, sometimes, you know, I'm lost in the sauce too. And then it just, it can really get off the rails.
2: Cause I like to go into a deep wormhole all the time. So, <laughs> so sometimes,
1: you know, and sometimes our guests, you know, sometimes we do this on a Saturday night, and our guests have put their kids to bed or are relaxing, <laughs> and all of us are lost in the sauce, and it turns into a four-hour podcast where I'm like – I don't think people are gonna like listening to 45 minutes of us telling inside jokes and, and laughing or I'm talking about star wars <laughs> i
3: don't know. some of the best you know some of the most popular podcasts mm. out there are like the six hour ones you know mm. and isn't that funny because i remember looking at all of your episodes and then looking at like the average to mine and i was like i mine are short and this is why you nailed it because i'm like okay back on the rails now <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and like as someone who listens to a lot of podcasts sometimes i'm relieved when they're super short Cause I'm like, oh, this one's only 40 minutes. Okay. And I'll listen to that yeah. right away. Versus like if it's a two hour one, I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to like <laughs> listen. I'm like, cause I listen to them at work a lot. Yeah, so like yeah. if I have a prep period, I'm like, oh, 45 minutes, I can get through this. If it's a two hour one, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to like stop yeah. in the middle of this and teach and then come back yeah. to it later. I don't want to do that.
3: That's what it is. Y'all I'm just creating yeah. a low barrier to entry. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, they're gonna be they're short, so you can hop on in. I'm gonna <laughs> shove them through the questions. Just... <laughs> so, <laughs> so just pull them through. Mm. Uh, that that's great.
1: With uh, your guests, how have you gone about choosing who to have on your show?
3: I I would imagine that it's not dissimilar to how y- y'all think about it. I just I find people who intrigue me and I have a connection with and or someone who is just a leader and not even a leader in the sense of like, like I said, like they've nailed it, but someone who you can look at and see something in yourself and go, okay, they're doing it. I can do it too. Um, yeah. So, and I also, it's really important to me that I have diverse voices on the podcast. I want, I don't want everyone to look like me or have the same gender identity as me. I want people to hear from all kinds of people. Um, and so, yeah, those are a couple of the lenses I look through, but usually it's like, well, you're interesting. Let's like hang out.
1: That's funny you talk about the leadership thing. Cause I, I was listening to the one you did on race with, uh, was it Connie and Steven? Or-
3: uh, uh, Connie and, um, Kenny,
1: Kenny, Uh, Mm -hmm. you guys were talking, I I got like listening to that. I was thinking of like leadership and like uh, I forgot what he was talking about. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I agree with this. Totally. Like I always think of leader, like I take leadership very seriously as a teacher and coach and uh, the way you guys were talking, I'm like, this is, we need leaders like that. And Mm -hmm. we need to highlight the different styles of leadership and, uh, what it really means to be a leader, uh, for, for people.
3: Yeah. And I, not that you were asking, but I think to me, leadership means bravery. Like it's being brave to, to show like who you are and what you, what you think about and being willing to say, you know, Hey, come along this way if you want. Um, so yeah.
1: No, I think, uh, like I have a very similar, like, with my students it's showing them that just be themselves it's okay to be yourself i think mm-hmm. especially teaching middle school it was so important for me to show my students that like own who you are and and, and like who you are and just be yourself and stop worrying mm-hmm. about the fucking bullshit like especially at that age it can mm-hmm. be overwhelming but i think you know no, no matter what age you are it's easy to get caught up in in other things and forget like just focus on who you are and and do you mm-hmm. as they say
2: especially when we're surrounded by social media you know it just oh, affects. Aff- I I
3: feel so bad. It affects. Yeah.
2: okay. Oh, no, it affects all these kids' personalities because all they see on social media is the best of whatever person they're following, and they don't know that there's lows, there's highs, there's growth, and you just can't be from. It's you not know,
1: all. It's not all wins. Like yeah. you got to take L's mm-hmm. to learn, and it's. I feel like between that and like helicopter parenting and just the Oof. way our society is, like mm-hmm. no one wants to take. It, an L, or take responsibility for something they've done, and uh, it sucks. Like we fucking talk about it. Like it sucks mm-hmm. to be wrong, or it sucks to to fail at something. But you learn from those failures, mm-hmm. and the more you know, L's you take earlier in life, the more you can learn from it. And the L's you take earlier in life are not going to be as bad as the. You know, that's the problem. Like mm-hmm. if you don't take it, it's easier to take an L when you're 19 or 20. And yeah. when you're 32 or 34, because the the stakes are lower and the consequences are less.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. But those, yeah, those L's seem so terrifying when you're young, especially because of what you said, Caesar. The mm-hmm. the social media. It's I feel so grateful that our age got to see both. Mm-hmm. You know where we had, uh, you know AOL was coming up, <laughs> but like we had a world where the only thing we knew was the kids in our front yard playing wiffle ball mm-hmm. you know and their ups and downs yeah. and so um you know i i hope that all of us for future generations are going hey i kind of liked how i grew up i think i'm gonna pop that into my my kids experience as much as i can yeah knowing gotta, that it's like mm-hmm. so scary with how available social media yeah, you gotta is.
1: balance it out you know the, a good thing is they get more perspectives and if you're you know like you know you learn i think you know there's more beyond what you know in your neighborhood. But at the same time, it's not always presented in a realistic way or like a or in reality. It's not always grounded in reality. So I think uh, like yeah, rarely it's a delicate. I, I, you know, I think social media is an extension of like society and how we interact. And that means we've got to wean kids into it and teach them how to navigate it just like we do everything else in our society it's part i feel like it's it's now become part of being an adult and you know it's something that parents i feel like especially as people who have grown up in it are going to have to realize they have to teach their kids how to interact with it and like the difference between your online persona and who you actually are and reconciling those things and recognizing those things and and being you know hel- <laughs> using those things healthily <laughs> and not you know feeling bad like i just the anxiety i see in teenagers and you know social media doesn't help
2: yeah
3: yeah Mm -hmm. well and i'll tell you that's one of the reasons i um i struggle with that making the podcast because my whole point is to say you're not alone and shit's hard sometimes but trying to get on the mic and be and show the shitty parts is hard it is and so I find myself going, you know what? I should really talk about whatever it is. And then I'm like, nah, like I don't have the energy. So it's partially because it's exhausting. Um, but also then you're like a little f- afraid that people see that side of you. And it, it's just interesting how that's also trickled into my my podcast because that's the whole premise is like showing that side, but it's hard to show that side. Right. Especially during COVID when I feel like shit, like a high percentage of the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
2: yeah and then you as a person don't want to show other people your weaknesses you know as well yeah
3: that's true that's true and
2: you know we've all been raised to like you know be strong be confident you know and and sometimes it helps you to talk through your weaknesses because then it'll help you finish completing that l you know
0: I mm-hmm. think going
2: on from that, if you knew like how you felt through the L, how you, you know, came through it, the next time is going to be way easier. Like my baby's a year and a half. I'm like, you're taking L's right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, you're going to learn. You're going to learn <laughs> that this is not the way to do things, you know? Yeah. And it's just like that. You know, I try to like, you know, just little things. And it's just, yeah, you have to learn. Taking L's is part of life, no matter if you like it or you don't it's just a thing you have to do to be a decent human being cuz if you don't take yeah. any if you don't take any Ls you don't know anything else like
1: yeah and you know b- admitting wrongness has been well. become mm-hmm. like a sign of weakness like especially right. with with our fucking ridiculous ex president who you know like we all know people who are bullheaded like that and it's we know what it stems from like psychologically mm-hmm. we know why they're like that But it doesn't help, and you know, there's a certain you know group of people who really resonate with that, and love like it's just that old school bullshit, like toughness over reason, and you know, never admitting you're wrong and never backing down, and those are misguided, Mm -hmm. like uh, characteristics. Like there's no harm in uh, admitting you're wrong. There's no harm in making a mistake. Like the harm Mm -hmm.
2: is in not admitting to them or denying them. And then back around to being a good leader, like you need to know that a good leader, everyone that follows that leader, they need to know that they're an average person, that they take the same L's as you do. Well,
1: yeah, just being a leader, you you have to be responsible. Mm -hmm. And part of being responsible is being accountable. And I think we're seeing right now, especially in leadership in this country, some people refuse to be accountable for anything they do. They don't (laughs) want to ever be held accountable. They want to be able to do whatever they want. And like, that's the behavior of a fucking child. And I think we have a lot of adolescent minded people who are adults, but it's because no one's ever held them accountable on anything. And they grow up to be adults and think that is normal. Okay. Behavior. Mm -hmm. And it looks ridiculous to those of us who, who have been.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, it's really, it's exactly that. It's like, be vulnerable, but if you're vulnerable, someone will think that you're weak and it's like, what a gross push and pull. Yeah. But yeah, so hopefully like these conversations will help people go like, Hey, it's not that bad to be flawed and learning and taking the L as they say, (laughs) as you say, as we all say.
2: Yeah, it builds character and character is very important. And a lot of people are just very thin. (laughs) they don't have character, (laughs) they don't have any depth to themselves and if you don't have any depth, it's just everything you see on social media pretty much
1: yeah, yeah this has been an enlightening conversation into modern society and social media
2: wow,
3: welcome to the Smith. you didn't realize it, but you were actually on my podcast right now yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: she Jedi
4: mind tricked us and I'm happy she asked
2: one question at a time
0: (laughs) yeah, bam, bam (laughs) (laughs) and <laughs> like,
2: oh, I don't got my my bulletproof vest on today. Relax.
1: <laughs> well, uh, uh, oh. how do you? Was there any other podcast you listened to that mm-hmm. you use as inspiration uh, for yours? I mean, we love Jesus and Marrow. Yes, uh, they've definitely inspired our podcast. Is there a podcast or podcasts that have inspired you or influenced your style?
3: Yeah, definitely. So. Um what's one thing I'll share that's funny about that though is it comes back to uh social media I think is that comparison game cuz I f- feel like I went through a long time where I was like I'm not listening to any podcasts because I don't want to compare myself and I don't want to think I like I don't want to use it as an excuse to not do mine or to like there's better like up oh, they figured it out you know <laughs> never mind um and so one of the podcasts that I listened to before I was thinking that and still am very consistent is Brene Brown's, um, Unlocking Us. Um, she's actually newer to the podcast game than we are. Um, but she does a very similar thing where she's talking to, um, she's talking to definitely experts in their field, but it's that, um, back and forth, um, you know, questions and just really trying to get to a heart the heart of an issue and her whole thing is around vulnerability and shame so I really just resonate with trying to dig deeper into that and understand it um that's really good one and then I really like um armchair expert with Dax Shepard and I think it's (laughs) a similar thing because I just like how real he is like I just don't want to listen to people who um like show their social media side only on their podcast. I want the real, the good stuff. And so I find that I'm drawn to ones that show that that inner layer of people.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's funny. He, I saw, I haven't, I subscribed to his, but I haven't listened to it yet. But I feel like that guy's just uh, an average guy that happens to be famous. And uh, like, obviously his wife is super famous. <laughs> and uh, I He's, but I feel like I always think of him as like that uh, normal guy that was on Punked.
3: Yeah, he's yeah. totally a normal guy, and I, I think that's why I'm drawn to it versus like some celebrity who has bajillions of dollars that's telling me how to feel. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, we feel different. <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. That's it's funny. I don't really listen to any celebr I, I I do listen to Bill Burr's podcast I guess but he's oh, funny he's though pretty good. he's yeah. funny yeah. but like, it's like the like... only the only celebrity podcasts I ever really listen to are comedians mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the other ones are just like either experts in their field or like they are famous for podcasts or like mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. like radio and media is what they do and I, I, yeah. yeah I think that's that's a good like fucking Joe Rogan like my old roommate listened to Joe Rogan every day and I'm like that guy is just but so like, yeah,
2: no. The one thing I do like about Joe Rogan is he has enough pull to get experts in different fields. You know, so like what he says is just like cool. But I want to listen to like what they're saying about food, about science, and things like that. You're so mm-hmm. right. He has yeah. that pull. Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He My... gets the experts, but it's it's yeah, and like the way like you know we're definitely different people, different tax brackets. You know, we go through different things but the experts he brings in like he does ask good questions cuz sometimes he's really high and lost in the sauce and just asks <laughs> offlandish questions but what they um, what the experts bring to the table is what i like to hear you know cuz he brings a lot of food people which is tight and just like different things that they talk about the my, your biology of your body that i had no clue about
3: and that's so accessible to people right like he he is in uh is it you MMA? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He's
3: like, he's like the dude. So there, you know, are people who out there who like live and breathe MMA, you know, and have maybe like a very specific lifestyle, but they're like, Oh, I know Joe Rogan. Let me listen to what he has to say. Mm -hmm. And then he opens up all of these windows into things that they would have maybe never um, thought about or Mm -hmm. talked about. And I, I think in that way, I'm grateful that podcasts like his exist because he's, you know, making the world bigger for many people.
1: Yeah. I think the problem I have with his is just, he stopped being responsible about who, how he uses his platform. Like he, yeah. like, you know, if, if he only had experts on and stuff like, but he like has wild ass conspiracy theory. He gives a platform that's true to mm-hmm. ideas that shouldn't, that don't need, you know, like, you know, people say great idea like, he has to realize he's not just a presenter of information he influences his listeners and by giving you know a light or platform his huge platform to these people who don't deserve it who like the the fucking he had the proud boy guy on, or like you know some of the people you look at some of his guests like yes, he has you know very interesting, cool, successful people, but he also has shitty people mm-hmm. on there, yeah, and he yeah. presents them all equally like there's no difference between any of these people like we always say you have to use your powers for good and i feel like mm-hmm. sometimes people uh in or like to not be controversial or to try to have universal appeal refuse to to have any sign of uh, responsibility yeah. again not taking responsibility for your actions and i think mm-hmm. that's something you know it's that's an example of that like you can't yeah. have it yeah. both ways yeah he's at the point that's where he's,
2: he's using it for money now you Yeah. know yeah. he's just at this thing where He's a corporation, him and whatever his podcast is. It's a huge corporation. And now it's more about money. It's about views. It's about, you know, ad revenue and things like that. So, you know, like once you get that big, you just can't let it, you know. I know up in the Hopefully, mix. we
1: have that problem mm-hmm. one day. And we'll, yeah, we'll be, we'll we be will. sitting. On, we all will. We'll be sitting talking about it then and like talking about how we keep it real and not use our
2: powers for evil. And, and people are going to be pissed at us. And I would love it.
3: Yeah, people will talk shit just like we are, and we'll be like, Mm -hmm. I'm rich, bitch.
1: I mean, I'm I'm poor now, and I don't give a fuck. I can't imagine how less fucks I will give. You got all the money? Oh, my God. Yeah, the
3: fucks definitely decrease as money increases.
2: (laughs) No, yeah, and we don't have much to even get right now, you know? Don't let this fucking GME
1: stock blow up anymore. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, well yeah well uh how have you dealt with the pandemic not mm-hmm. just with your podcast but you know we've been asking people this yourself you know, yeah. in general like the last year since you know especially being in uh spending most of that time in the bay area in, in california mm-hmm. we had some strict lockdowns
3: very strict yeah so um one helpful nugget to the story is that i was supposed to get married in 2020 um, so my fiance, Chris and I are apparently forever fiancés cause we're just still right in that wave. Um, but we were um, going to get married in September of 2020. And so my lens of COVID was around that, uh, we had, um, Chris is from Scotland and we were going to get married in Scotland. Oh, wow. And so, mm. um, in March of that year, we traveled to do all of our wedding planning things, you know, like tasting cake and looking at the venue Mm -hmm. so all of those things and that was like the first week of March oh my god we literally landed and all of our families calling us on like the 13th of March and everyone's like are you able you know because it was so you didn't know what was going on yeah yeah that's insane
2: can you come back
3: yeah -hmm. yeah here we are and they're like um you know "Are, are you able to make it back in the country we're fine we're here we're home so that was a very big rip out of reality. Cause I was just in Europe planning my wedding. And then it was just like, dang, you know, SF lockdown. And it was very, um, you know, don't leave your house into, uh, unless, you know, you're, I think exercise was cool and, you know, you can wear a mask and stuff, but it, um, and grocery stores were open, but it was just very much of a jolt. And so the honestly, the Bay area was so shut down until I think my salon lady that I had, she, my hair lady, she just opened back up. She was open for a little bit. Um, and then they closed her back down. And so that was kind of the thing where a lot of things were out of business for a long time. Um, so that it was weird, you know, so I feel like the last year has been very, inside of our house, very introspective, like not seeing a lot of people, um, and the emo- overlaid by the emotional roller coaster of of politics, of sh- social injustice. And and I've learned to own it because it's like when you think about things that happen in your life, you're like, oh, it could be so much worse. But I do own the fact that um my wedding getting canceled fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I had my wedding dress bought and you know, I couldn't wear it. And so things like that were, um, that was like part of the roller coaster was like, okay, when are we going to cancel? Can we wait? Do we think it's going to be better by September? You know? And so a lot of it revolved around that. Um, but once we canceled, there was a huge weight lifted and it was like, all right, like that's, we'll push it back later. It's cool. And then, which is kind of actually what opened us up to Seattle not the wedding but just um COVID in general was thinking bigger and thinking where could we go and our jobs have changed a little bit so now we can work from wherever um so that's kind of what sparked that but yeah I mean in general it's been a huge um mental mind fuck (laughs) and and you know so like lots of Lots of downs um, and lots of blessings. Like I made sure to write. Um, I have a page in my journal. Yes, I journal, um, and the whole page is uh, was happy things in 2020. So, like when something happy happened, I wrote it down because I was like, I just don't want to look back in five years and go, 2020 was garbage. Like, let's just pluck that year out of my memory. Like I didn't want to do that, and so I was able to make sure I wrote some of those things down, even if they were super tiny, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: life goes on, right? Like there's, it's not with all the negativity, you know, like, uh, you know, I thought a lot of things positive happened to us and me personally in 2020 and it's still overall, it sucks. And it's, it really sucks to see so many people we know and love struggling, like with their businesses and, you know, with their jobs and, but like also, you know, to be privileged enough to not be in those and, and like, that's, that's insane though, that you guys were mm-hmm. like in Scotland, at the beginning of March. That's, that's yeah. crazy. Oh yeah.
3: And, and you guys remember March and February is like, you know, the, oh, well only, you know, not very many people are getting it and it's like, mm-hmm. it's totally okay. So we made some really weird decisions. Like we went to a, um, a soccer game, football, as they call it. Football, in the yeah. UK. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, so we went to a soccer game with like way too many people there, at, like
2: on in, March 5th in Scotland,
3: yeah. And oh, that's uh, awesome, yeah. So it was it was really neat, but in hindsight, we we're like, we were a mess. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah, we didn't, people didn't know, like, people, hindsight, <laughs> no. hindsight, you know, now, yeah. <laughs> yes. But like, when you were there, it was kind of like rumors a little bit about like this stuff's happening yeah. in China and it's slowly coming over here, and you know, like the media didn't really play it out like they should have as well well you know? i think
1: i mean yeah. no one but the thing is no one knew because i was no. watching every day i show my kids like the scene in like 10 news for kids and we were watching it the other day and i was thinking like last year at this time we were watching it what was happening in china and i remember thinking like like people are downplaying this but like mm-hmm. they were talking about what the lockdowns were like you know they had reporters in China showing. Mm-hmm you know cities whole cities locked down and people not and I remember being like that's fucking crazy like that seems like Mm -hmm. a lot for something that people are saying isn't a big deal and I remember thinking like Mm
4: -hmm.
1: I wonder you know like if that could happen here like Mm -hmm. what would that look like here and literally six weeks later it was here and so I think Mm -hmm. you know like we moved like my girlfriend and I looked at this house uh, the first day of the lockdown, it was spring break and it just so happened coincided with lockdown. And like that Monday, we had an appointment to to see this house and and it was, it seems like so long ago, but like at the time we were like, how are we going to move with all, you know, we were like tr- trying to figure out mm-hmm. how we were going to move with all of this, like everything shut down and it was just insane. And we've come obviously a long way since then, but mm-hmm. e- like mm-hmm. so many things like you, know, like you said like going to a soccer game who would have known but like yeah. we didn't know like mm. i remember like you know like wiping everything down or washing my hands all the time and now we're like that none of that mattered <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah like, being is. afraid to open yeah. a package you know <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so are you guys still going to get married in Scotland they like the venues and everybody like we're like all right it's cool if you still do it with us but later on is that is that how it Yeah went?
3: pretty much yeah so we have we we're not even gonna mess with it this year because international travel is a whole ball of wax yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. COVID because it's like
2: Americans in,
3: can't
1: go anywhere. Yeah, we're fucking we're not being accepted. We're anymore. not we're
2: not allowed anywhere. <laughs> oh, oh
3: right. We like we can't <laughs> go there. Yeah. Um so we're definitely we wanna do a celebration there. His whole family lives there, so that'll happen eventually. Um but uh yeah, we'll we'll probably like prioritize other things in life yeah. and do that later we'll probably get hitched this year but again i just i don't know and you kind of mm-hmm. it kind of i kind of go in and out of caring like we're fine like you know like
2: mm-hmm. it's only being be... married's
3: cool wedding's yeah. cool but like I'm, we're fine yeah. you know well,
1: so. obviously you guys moved on with your lives like yeah. you moved like yeah you're not letting that yeah. stop you from no. you living your life mm-hmm.
3: exactly and we're very grateful for that i think in the same day i like my, they shipped my wedding dress here and I cried because I was like (laughs) my wedding dress. But then the same day I bought a new doormat for our new house. I was like, I'm happy again, this doormat's so cute. so like
2: the yin and yang of life right there yeah
3: if that doesn't like highlight the yeah Yeah. exactly that's that's yeah
2: but now you got the wedding dress so it's like you gotta be that same shape until you get married you know
3: oh hell no well exactly (laughs) and i I just can't promise
2: that well like you know people people with like the covid 15 and all that's It's like you know, and like the wedding dress is so important, you know, because me being a photographer, I see it all the time. You yeah. know, we're like, stop giving her anxiety, Caesar. No, she's gonna no, be good. I've Look at her; there. she's fine. I, ha- She'll I buy just another had a tournament. donut.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I prioritize donuts and beer for sure. Yeah, but well, I'll tell you. So, like, one of the things, like, we're we're all of similar age. Like, yeah. I would like to start a family, and I'm like, that's gonna get away in the way of me fitting in my wedding dress. No, definitely, <laughs> so- definitely, yeah. So I got to figure that whole, those mathematics out, but yeah. uh, all good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, photography, huh? Well, maybe we'll do a little Reno photo shoot. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, if you want to, or I could go to Seattle. I love Seattle. <laughs> you okay, know? okay. You know? <laughs> yes, yes, it is Don't beautiful. give him an you excuse. Yeah. He did He you did pick, pick it. it. He picked Portland <laughs> <and> he over <laughs> it. Uh. All of them. <laughs>
0: Well, he, like, he didn't I even did. mention seattle <laughs> oh my
3: gosh i guess we'll meet in portland yeah
2: <laughs> it's only a couple hours but like no uh actually me and another <laughs> photographer friend uh when stuff lines up we're planning a trip to like seattle you know it's that like close great. tickets are cheap like airplane tickets and uh i haven't been to seattle in a while so it's just yeah. like you know it's just it's going to be fun. Like, Seattle, I've always had a blast. Like, all those little islands out there that you could, like, yeah, take the ferry to. Yeah, and
3: I haven't even done any of them. I'm so pumped.
2: Yeah. Like, as soon as everything, like, there's just so Well, how so, long so have you guys food.
1: been there? Like, you said just recently. When did you guys oh, move there?
3: Oh, like, two weeks.
2: There you go. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, like, just all those right. little islands are fantastic. It's just, uh, like I cannot a, wait. Mm-hmm. the seafood out there. Very good
1: okay thanks again for coming on um tell everyone the name of your podcast where they can find it and uh the details on that
3: okay so uh it is the bliss smith podcast um bliss and smith squished together only two s's because three would have been obnoxious
1: hard yeah Yeah, yeah. just
3: just two thank you thank you um so you can instagram i have a a handle and then i am on apple and spotify and uh this has inspired me to uh continue to to make more content so i appreciate that
1: check it out bliss Smith podcast wherever podcast you know go subscribe to it right after you subscribe to ours
4: Mm-hmm.
3: right yes please subscribe to this one first and then like maybe leave me a review because like there those are and fun a
2: comment because those are important you yeah, yeah.
1: rate and comments. review people yeah. mm-hmm. yes
3: rate. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yes um okay well we're gonna take our first break caesar is gonna play his song of the week caesar
2: uh my song of the week is nobody's fault by benny sings and tom with smish mish Smish. i can mish. never say his name
1: there's no s at the beginning i yeah. don't know Knows, Are you knows. asking me to pronounce it? You know, I'm Tundish, you know how I'm horrible. At but you always confused because you say it in the form of a question. I'm not looking at. I, I didn't know what the name of the song was. I can't read, but I I can't read your mind. <laughs>
2: Anyways, you should by now <laughs> listen to
0: the choice. Salud.
1: Welcome back. That was Caesar's Song of the Week. It was Nobody's Fault by Benny Sings and Tom Mish. What do you think? Mish.
2: Yeah, so uh, we have definitely played a lot of Tom Mish. And uh, he does really good production out there from the UK. Say he's, he's from England. Yeah, from the UK. And Benny Sings, first time I heard of him. is good. It talks about um, him like reaching out to people when he's feeling down and no one really helping. So it's kind of like it fits this pandemic era.
1: And I feel like something that's under under what's the word? Underrated, I guess, would fi- work fine. Is UK R and B. Like they were really big back in R and B in the sixties and seventies and and uh you can still see that influence in a lot of uh, British music.
2: Yeah. And then like we've talked about it before where like the UK is finally really coming to its own music. Instead of like hip hop -hop and like, you know, some of R and B too, just because like back in the day, the UK really didn't have that history. Like, like uh, America did in hip hop. So they kind of like bit off a lot of our styles and, you know, grime came, which was like a totally different thing. And now years later, after that, they're having their own style and they don't even need to look towards American or anything like that. It's awesome. I love it.
1: And, uh, the other thing is, I feel like white people abandoned R and B in, in the late seventies and eighties, but that didn't happen in the UK. White people still listen to R and B, yeah. and you can definitely feel that R and B influence in, with Tom Mish, with you know, and some of the projects he's done, mm-hmm. and James Blake as well. You know, he's another favorite of ours out yeah. there from the UK.
2: Because uh, Tom does a lot of stuff with uh, what's that, Loyal Karner? I yeah. think that's how you say. And like, yeah, and it's just their collaborations are always fantastic um loyal very introspective as i like a lot to listen to and the r&b is banging
1: yeah mm-hmm. so it's the us the uk music scene yeah caesar always says you know white people stopped r&b after hollow and, Oates, and <laughs> it's hard to uh, disagree with that
2: uh Holland, like if there could be another hollow oats esque anything it would be fantastic
1: well uh, that was caesar's song of the week mm-hmm. check it out benny sings tom bish now it is time for that show. Let's see. One of Caesar's favorite times. World news. Yes, world news. <laughs> and uh, have you been following this, Katie? This this Reddit versus Wall Street <laughs> wild ass week.
3: It's been a wild ass week with this. Yes, I have.
1: So mm. uh, I've I'm involved in this. Uh, salutes to a good friend of ours. I won't say we asked him to come on. We'll see if he does. But he's been he's on Reddit a lot, and he's been following this for a while. another. Former stat man Kevin is also a day trader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh since you know, I lived with Kevin for a while and got into following the market through him and uh, our friend got on the G the, the GameStop stock uh, a while ago and was following it and made a lot of money over the last week with the, the meteoric the meteoric rise. And I like I'm kicking myself because we were talking about it last week when he first talked about it and in our little group text and uh we you know we talked about it i was like i'm going to check it out and uh i went on last week friday mm-hmm. and like started looking on reddit uh, wall street bets on reddit and uh, didn't invest any money in it then and i should have i waited it like till monday so i haven't made as much, i, I would have made so much more money if i had done it on mm-hmm. on a friday instead of waiting over the weekend but uh, yeah, he. It's it's been great to watch. We're not going to go into the technical details because I it, don't really feel it, like it. And it's a lot of technical. Things. Yeah, like, if you don't like, yeah. I'm not. We're not experts, and I don't want to try and explain mm. something that I am not on. That's that complicated. But if you know stocks, mm. we've posted some explanations online. Yeah. But uh, fascinating, and I loved yeah. little. I love a bunch of regular people coming together to stick it <laughs> to the fucking man. In this case, Wall Street, yeah. and like. The basic premise is, like, these, them shorting these stocks, they're betting on these companies to fail. And when these companies fail, like, and just by doing that drives the stock price down. And, like, people work. Like, GameStop has, like, 15,000 employees across the, the country, or 1,500 employees, I don't know, one or the other, mm-hmm. across the country. And, like, these are people who are going to lose their jobs because these people are betting on them. So I feel nothing. And actually, I feel tons of joy watching billionaires and all these people who gamble on people's livelihoods all the time actually get taken for some money and you saw the reaction yeah and uh how they freaked (laughs) out when something you know pulled their own games on them and they were they were the ones that might fucking lose money and Mm. face consequences for their reckless behavior and like watching people on reddit like Post things where it's like, I don't give a fuck. They're like, Yes, I just put a thousand dollars into this and I'm never gonna fucking sell. I'm gonna hold on because I have nothing to lose. And like, it, I feel like in our society, you're seeing more and more of this when people have nothing to lose. Like, the whole concept of the social contra- contract goes out the window. Like, why are they gonna follow the rules if the rules aren't helping them and they're yeah. actively working against them? Mm-hmm. So, watching people, yeah say fuck the man and and watching billionaires have meltdowns on tv (laughs) and youtube has been fucking souls it's so great
2: because it's crazy like you said they bet so they have these little like groups that bet Hedge hedge funds that put money into a company knowing they're gonna lose so that's how they make their money and now like regulations are gonna change probably cause now people, more people are finding they out won't. about it.
1: No, they, they won't change. They'll just change the rules so people can't do it. So the average person yeah. can't do it. Like you need That's to buy they like. Did. They shut yeah. down one of the, you know, a couple of the apps that people, that normal people use. So mm-hmm. you couldn't buy the stock, but like the stockbrokers and stuff, mm-hmm. and hedge funds still could. So we have already seen a blatant, fucking thing it, you know it even brought uh ted cruz onto the side of righteousness for once where <laughs> he was like had to that was one time yeah. yeah i'm like i love it when you know those unreasonable fucks over there on fox news have to mm. actually acknowledge the truth every once in a while and just watching them like say this I'm like, wow aren't you guys all for deregulating the market though mm. like <laughs> it, you know if people were like saying whatever
2: because it only benefits them. Yeah. it doesn't benefit the small, that's, average Joe that's like That's America this.
1: in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. they always they only want something if it benefits them. Like mm. they don't no. want they actually don't want everyone to have the same rights as them. They want the you
2: know they want you to think.
1: Yes, exactly. So uh, yeah. <laughs> uh fucking diamond hands out there motherfuckers to the moon
2: (laughs) because same things happen with amc but amc which i got into this week
1: my son like had to because after i got off my normal trading app Uh, and signed mm -hmm. up for a real one on ameritrade and then had to jump on that amc stock yeah i'm up a little bit right now. Yeah. We'll see how the next couple of weeks go.
2: Yeah. We'll see. Cause AMC got themselves out of debt. Yeah. They like, uh, and figured AMC out. AMC actually,
1: like, days. once the pandemic's over,
2: they're coming back hard yeah. body. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm,
1: this is an insider trading cause I, but also, like, heard that Amazon's looking into acquiring AMC so that they can get, uh, into distribution for the movies. Of movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: wow. Yeah. Not surprised at all.
1: No, not one bit. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe, maybe,
2: maybe, <laughs> all right. but
1: Sluice to Sluice to the man. He knows who he is, <laughs> who, who's been in on this. Sluice to Kevin. Kevin jumped in. Kevin mm-hmm. actually did some
2: shorts and, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic too.
1: Yeah. Kevin made a bunch of money, you know, before, and, uh, he made some money off this. So mm-hmm. Sluice to all you day traders out there, Sluice yeah. to all you people on Wall Street bets who are watch- or listening and, Something and watching and, and, uh, diamond hands, hold the fucking line, hold the fucking line. hmm Right. wild ass week <laughs> i th- I mean I, I was thinking about this i'm like this is just life now like i think just our society's is just wild as fuck like we keep like all this crazy shit keeps happening but i think this is just normal now like normal is just this is what it's going to be like life's no longer boring sorry people like uh the craziness of the world has finally reached american you know, suburbs average, yeah middle middle class life and uh there's just a lot of uncertainty and uh uh risk out there for more people and now you're part of it too like we're we're all seeing how how many people in the world always live and uh it's it's kind of exciting Mm and exhilarating (laughs) some of us are built for this
2: especially next year when up in the mix has a new studio
1: (laughs) right don't let me get a little bit of money no watch out y'all there's poor people about Oh, the repara- as long the as Reparations skit on Chappelle is yeah. such a fucking great skit. As long
2: as you don't have a trailer of Newport's, we'll be good. Yeah,
1: no. No, I wouldn't buy anything stupid like
2: that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the, next one, the next one's a sad one, though.
1: Yeah, salutes so to uh, legendary Temple coach John Chaney. Mm-hmm. Died at 89 this week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he is basketball coach at Temple University uh, throughout the 70s, 80s, or I think 80s and, and 90s in the early 2000s, super small school. Temple is in Philadelphia and uh, they went to eight elite eights over the years. Um, he was known for having his players practice in the morning. So like they would practice from like five 30 to eight every morning and was one of the few black coaches in uh, college basketball that was this successful. And, and uh, I was, you know, I knew who Temple was because of him and the fact that him and John Thompson from Georgetown were two of the only high-profile black coaches when I was a kid was was cool and something definitely inspired me. And you know he 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 was an innovator. He he taught, played zone defense. He had a lot of players go to the NBA, and uh, just was a, a great man. So salutes to him. Yeah. Rest
2: in peace. I was reading some articles about him earlier this you know today and it was just like yeah he did so much for the game
1: yeah not just the game but like also just for advocating for uh the rights of athletes especially black athletes like some of the rules the ncaa tried to make in the 80s that were pretty fucking uh racist <laughs> and he him and john thompson you know were some of the ones that stood up for that and stood and spoke for these uh kids who didn't have anyone else you know speaking up for them you know it's a still struggle now that you know these athletes are fighting but they were the mm. one of the first coaches to actually advocate uh, f- you know for their athletes against the system that was you know it obviously exploits them so yeah. mm-hmm. and then uh, the last thing we have these uh QAnon followers are struggling to make sense of their shattered reality now that all the 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 conspiracy and the in the predictions <laughs> have failed to come true and uh it's just been great reading about these people and you know they do these deep profile like they it, it, they do these deep profiles like people who left fucking Scientology because it's like a cult and that's what it is. We need to start recognizing it you mm-hmm. know these like reading an article about these people who are so upset and crying and don't know what to do and like uh have you just considered you were wrong like? <laughs>
2: Take the nah. L. It goes back full circle. Or learn how to take an L. Couldn't be that. And be like, yeah. hey, <laughs> I, I messed up. You know, like, my bad. I'll take responsibility for my own actions. You know, come and talk shit. Whatever. I'm going to do like, better.
1: Maybe uh, random people on the internet that you've never met didn't have all the secrets to the world. <laughs> and it's just kind of chaotic, chaotic and hard to fucking control. And, you know, it sucks and it's scary. But I, I feel like... An underrated part of all these conspiracy theories is just people's uh, desire to make sense of a crazy world and uh, give meaning to things that don't have that you know terrible things that seemingly don't have meaning, and that's kind of the way the world is. Like go out yeah. instead of fucking looking for something to explain it. Go out there and fucking make it better.
2: Yes, or find out because this is the thing I feel too they just want an easy way for yeah. something to be explained instead of you going to, like, read a book. Well, they don't want to change. Yeah, or, like, read some history things that's not your history book that you get from school. Like, they don't, they don't want to, like, do the work themselves to, like, figure out some sort of answer. You know it's that... Right. Intellectual laziness.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people just want to be led. Some people want to be followers. Some people want to be ruled over. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it's a king or a conspiracy or a cult... You know, some of us are like, this sucks. We got to go and do our best to make it better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. that's um, crazy things in, <laughs> in the world this week. Just... Yeah. <sighs> the bar has
3: just been set. Like, it's just like, how can we get more
1: crazy this week? Don't say that.
2: But it's, I mean. It's something's going to happen.
1: happening a little bit. And like, I'm waiting for aliens, okay? that's <laughs> My money's on fucking eight, like. <sighs> if like june rolls around and fucking aliens show up and it's like aliens exist like we'll know we're in a fucking simulation
2: <laughs> we're all part of the those matrix.
3: murder hornets were supposed to come in but
2: i haven't seen them yet
1: they're in washington state you're close to them
3: <laughs> <laughs> one just flies in my window right now
2: <laughs> uh, up in the mix, I'll have That'd be
1: it. too <laughs> obvious, NSA, if they just have one coming right now. Mm-hmm. We know you're listening. <laughs> know.
2: The man always listens to us because <laughs> we're a threat.
1: See? Self-importance right there. We, we mm-hmm. assume that we're fucking important enough for the NSA and Skynet to care about us in our little podcast we have here in mm-hmm. Reno, Nevada.
2: But yeah, that's so why I, I like to put it out there, Skynet. Um, I'm on your side.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll wait. To, it, 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 you know, we'll see how how they play it. If it's if it's Terminator, you know I, I'm not down with that. <laughs> if it's like the Borg, I will not assimilate. Yes,
2: but I feel like if if it is Terminator, people are going to look to us, and we're going to have to lead.
1: People are going to there's going to be people there's going to be people <laughs> defending the machines, like they like they defend fucking Nazis. You know what? We should we should listen to them. We should hear their side. <laughs> Come on, people! Unity, now. unity. Okay, like yeah, yes, they're they're enslaving and just Dang. killing us but like maybe they have a good we should hear them out yeah we shouldn't just dismiss their fucking arguments out of hand tolerance people okay we but have we to
3: only hear them out free no speech free speech, free speech. Right. yes free the machines
1: yeah. have free speech too we gotta we gotta listen to them all right i they will. have a right to assemble i will i'm being sarcastic
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> uh the next in the culture though so uh master p the entrepreneur of. Uh, no no no. No. No, no, no. No Limits Soldiers. Him and a former former Tesla engineer, Richard Patterson, are teaming up to make supercars.
1: The first black owned supercar. I saw this actually. Yes.
2: And he that Richard uh, Patterson, he helped design the Model S from scratch. So he was like the original team members to do that. And Master P is just he has his fingers in everything. In movies, he's like trying to be I um, have, like, he tried to buy Reebok from Adidas, so Reebok could be a black-owned shoe uh, brand and everything like that. He's just trying to, you know, diversify his brand and is, you know, doing good things. So I think it's this is
1: Master P. Mm-hmm. Who would have ever thought that? Who would have ever thought that? Mm-hmm. Like, the guy that had, you know, the, the gold tank in his music videos would 20 years later be, mm-hmm. you know, this crazy entrepreneur.
2: Yeah, and he's he's been trying to get into, like, uh, – sports teams you know but obviously it's yeah i'm pretty
1: sure he owned like a, a cba team back in the day yeah
2: and but like it's super hard to get into the pros with you yeah, know cause he's got to be like a billionaire billionaire and old white man you know it's like yeah. it's super hard but he's been trying he's been trying really hard but you know might as well diversify everywhere else oh my god like, if i had protect- a billion
1: dollars i would definitely buy a sports team just be wow and pissing off all the other owners calling them out for their bullshit ah i would have my players kneeling for every fucking game just to piss people off yes. i don't give a fuck about these tv contracts
2: no but it, anyways it, it would be bananas because it's just like yeah if they lower my diversity it'd be better
1: i always thinking about that salutes to chris costa one, mm-hmm. we we had our guests ask us question once and the, one of the best questions if you had a billion dollars what would you do like and i was like damn you know a million dollars is like the normal thing and i was like a billion dollars <sighs> what would you do katie if you had a billion dollars
3: I mean, buying a sports team sounds pretty tight, <laughs> but like I need to, <laughs> I haven't thought of that. I just haven't really pictured it. Uh, I mean, probably buy an island. That just feels natural.
4: Uh-huh.
1: Nice.
3: I don't know what
1: like I would do on it. I, I'm so I surprised know. at the time I came up with a, an answer that I, I was satisfied with. I was like, I would start several small revolutions across the world. Mm-hmm. I like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I not can't cost that much yet.
3: Can I come back on in a few, like, whatever's months and give you my update? Because, like, I just, I need to think about this sure. million dollars It's, to it's important yeah. to
1: research things like this in case they actually happen.
2: Or Thank you so much. Or, when or when we're on your podcast, Thank that question could come back up.
1: There we go.
3: If you guys are coming, and you have to be ready for the <laughs> the
1: drill sergeant.
0: Oh, I'll be ready. <laughs> Rapid <Rabbit> fire? fire.
1: <laughs> I'll be ready. <laughs>
2: me i'll be <laughs> <Mine not>. circling <laughs> back to point a blah, blah 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 yeah
1: bring it bring it katie
2: i'm gonna bring a notepad so <laughs>
1: make sure that my
3: listeners are following
1: <laughs> let me let me clear. can i clarify what you, you know to your your question to make sure i answer <laughs> yeah. correctly yeah oh um, gosh wow you should be interviewing fucking politicians and shit you'd get the you'd get some answers out of yeah, them yeah
2: we've mm-hmm. inter- we've interviewed some
1: <laughs> yeah i mean humble brag right there (laughs) Uh, (laughs) let's move on tv shows
2: oh okay
1: do you watch wandavision are you into marvel
3: um yes and i haven't seen or i'm into marvel have not watched wandavision yet
1: the newest episode have you seen it
2: uh i've seen it Mm -hmm.
1: so uh we won't spoil it but check out wandavision it's definitely the first three episodes leave you completely clueless as to what's going on but then episode four comes in and hits you like a hammer. And the, I all I would say is the craziest thing is, you know what movie we watched the other night that Samantha hadn't seen? Hmm. Captain Marvel. Oh, shit. And then we watched the new episode, not spoiling anything, we watched the new episode of uh, of WandaVision. And I was like, holy shit, how fucking crazy is this? Like, literally two nights ago we watched uh, Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and now... Uh, WandaVision, division and uh there's some there's l- sm- subtle little crossovers between the two that uh, okay. we won't give away but uh yeah, yeah. It, it, there's only four episodes out mm-hmm. it just came out a couple and they're like 30 out. minutes mm-hmm.
2: but superhero
3: good. stuff's the best
1: yeah it's it's uh
3: have y'all watched the boys oh
1: i'm halfway through yes! i'm still watching it i haven't i'm almost it done is, with season one it
2: is so like season i can't wait till you get to season two it gets oh. bananas
3: it's so bananas and it just, uh, it
2: you're
3: is, like, what on it, earth just happened? It just
2: would make me think I would do some of those same things if I had those superpowers, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if real people, like there was no Captain America with he's morally trying to be morally good, you know? It's just like an average person who has this wild ass powers, what they would do and what the average American person would how they would feel against it as well like it's great i
1: always whenever when i started watching that it reminded me of the venture brothers cartoon off of uh, yeah 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 adult swim which had like this fantasy world of kind of combining like different um comic books and johnny quests and these classic you know types of stories but in a real fucked up way and i feel like the boy i've always thought it'd be super funny to make a movie or tv show about like superheroes that are just as fucked up as regular
2: people mm-hmm. the boys beat They're me really to it really bad they it's, no it's good. and there's like fucked yeah. up there's fucked up shit in there like and i feel like the morality of things like
3: yeah and i feel a little bit like a psychopath loving it so much i'm like yeah that was really good wow. and it's just like and but ha- i mean it's the same we all watch true crime like yeah it's the same kind of yeah. stuff it's like i'm a psychopath and no, i'm happy
2: right. it's a show not a movie because like a like a movie will stop after two right, and a half right, hours right. or three movies like now that if that's an average but now that it's a series they could really play out characters they could mm-hmm. character development and everything like that like oof, it is oh, sean i just can't wait till you finish this yeah this i need season. to finish it finish like that I, I, it is i've been slacking on for that. you mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah, that's our Yeah, uh, my my next I got a show. Yeah. The chef show. Uh have you seen the movie Chef? Yeah. So on Netflix, um they made a a little series about it. So John Farao, Favreau. I can Favreau, I can never say his name. Favreau, yeah. So his inspiration for Chef was this uh Roy Choi.
1: So uh Smith have I been watching the show for a
2: long ass yeah. time.
1: Yeah. And Just it, FY, it, FYI. It's so, I'm on this train, so. Yes. It's a great show. We watched uh, the, we watched uh, an episode the other night.
2: Yeah, I've, I'm almost done with it all. <laughs> but yeah, it's so awesome because like inspiration, you know, for him to do the food truck thing for the for the movie, Roy sent like told him to go to culinary school to like learn how to really do it and things like that and now it's just like them just it's like two best friends like sean and i hanging out cooking all the time and they go and they see famous <laughs> chefs and they
1: see uh famous people like have you seen the one where they go to uh uh skywalker ranch and, oh. and with dave filoni and yes. uh do all the star wars like cook for all the star and remember wars remember how people? i was like oh we're working on, on a, a show yeah
2: yeah
1: and he was working on the last season of
2: clone wars so, yeah. Uh
1: yeah it's it, they like there's an episode with Seth Rogen, Wolfgang uh, Puck.
2: We, that's we just watched that episode that the other night. Wolfgang Puck is like, ah, nah, like, and they started talking shit. Wolfgang, I want to hang out with that fool. That guy's n- no fucks at all. He's hilarious. It's a great. It's
1: it. I would recommend mm-hmm. we try and eat it or watch it after we've eaten because they make some delicious ass food. Like it was uh, great. Like the, yeah. the pizza one. We were eating pizza, so I'm like, I'm so glad we're eating pizza right now, watching this because I would want you pizza. Could have ordered yeah. It, yeah. yeah.
3: Or they made, like, grilled cheese sandwiches and mayo was on both sides of the bread. And I was like, listen, I don't need that much mayo in no. my body. But, so like,
0: so I'm glad I've, i already ate some of I don't
1: bread. like mayo. And I have discovered uh, – lately, I have been cooking my grilled cheeses in olive oil. That's mm-hmm. what I use to to, to fry the bread. Yeah. Instead of using butter or mayonnaise, mm-hmm. I use olive oil. So the bread's nice and crispy but still light. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, soups and sandwiches the other night, and I made a uh, grilled cheese sandwich. Like, yeah. Got some good oh, yeah. thick San Francisco sourdough and okay. some good, so, yeah. like, we had some, some,
2: like, three types of cheeses. They have a bread episode, too, which is fantastic. The
3: tartine one. Oh,
2: dude. It, that, there are a
3: few ones, yeah.
2: It's just like, yeah, and I told, you know, I was a little lost in the sauce last night. You know, I told Tanya, if Up in the Mix gets money, we are doing a food segment every week. like and it's just funny because they just they're just boys that hang out and cook and Roy, he's kind of, he tries to be nice to John, you know? Be like, no, it's he okay. He's like, no, it's okay. He's like, by that tone, it's not okay, Chef. I
1: love I love when you can see when Roy gets into like chef cooking mode when they're in the kitchen. Cause he's kinda like super serious and like short in the way he talks.
2: How he sees himself cut the like the onions and stuff, like super close.
1: And John, and, like John Favreau's still trying to like do the show, but like Roy's definitely in like we're in a fucking kitchen, like respect, like this super successful business owner who are on here and like start chopping those goddamn vegetables so we can go.
2: <laughs> Did you guys see he the lo- the lobster roll one?
1: Yeah. when they <laughs>
2: Where he's like, oh shit, I was so in the moment. I forgot about the fucking chips and they made <laughs> chips to go with the lobster roll and the roll was so good. He forgot oh. about the fucking chips. Like, no oh it is just like yeah like it's a great show it's friends hung out and just like cook i
1: love
3: how mm. john too because i call him john you know because we're friends yeah yeah uh i just like how like humble he is like this man is worth so much money and has made so many things that we all enjoy and he's just like hey do i like cut this thing this way yeah you know he's He's sitting there like
1: Asking how to dice insurance. some fucking carrots. Yeah, and he's when this man yeah. saved this
2: billion-dollar
1: <laughs> Star Wars franchise. Yeah,
3: I yeah. I love that angle so yeah.
2: much. He just wants to learn the trade. Like that's yeah. the thing. And he's like, "Do you it's want it like? like do you want the garlic like Goodfellas? You know, like that's the always no, like, I, yeah, that, always that was... the good. And they always say rustic when they like they <laughs> don't they yeah, don't, they he don't he need fucks up. No, yeah, they don't need to be like a certain <laughs> size. Or and he's like, no, just chop it up. We're having a rustic thing you know we
1: watched
4: so (laughs) we watched that
1: we watched (laughs) tons of cooking and food shows we watch you know we watch the great british breaking show bake off and Mm. that's like one of the main types of shows we watch diy shows that i talked to you about earlier katie and and uh cooking shows Mm -hmm. and yeah obviously we cook a lot so yeah yeah Uh, it's great to see just check out the show people um the chef (laughs) show it's on netflix yeah there's uh, like there's Uh, so many volumes yeah yeah, so many different Styles of food and places they go and people they meet mm-hmm. and different types of food and styles and uh, it's great. Dude, mm-hmm. it, it is awesome. It's
2: like, dreamy. yeah, it's just I wanna That's all. That's all, I would love to do that all day. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like same thing. Salute to Andy, Anthony Bourdain, my guy, right there. Like I know mm-hmm. we like dive bars and we like like regular He's ass best, food.
1: He was best friends with him, Caesar. Was. In in my mind. <laughs>
2: If we, if we met, we would yeah. we would have been BFFs at a shitty dive bar. He would have been smoking cigarettes, and I would have been lost in some shit. But yeah. Yell talking at people. <laughs> Yelling, yeah. <laughs> our uh, hero of the week is
1: next. Who, who's our hero of the week?
2: Oh, this one is a good one. I found this on a French newspaper thing. But Eric uh, Schwamp gave money to a French village. It's called like, chambault sur Lyon. It's it's an That's Frank. actually
1: really good fucking pronunciation. Yeah.
2: Because it's also French comes it's a romantic language, so it's based off of Latin, so very close to Spanish. Um
3: <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh <laughs> To the person who has a degree in Spanish <laughs> to, in language. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: Was I correct?
3: C si. boom <laughs> dropping mics.
2: But uh, back World War Two, Eric Schwamm, uh, that village housed him and his family because he is an Austrian Jew and they were running away from the Nazis And that village um, housed him and his family for like five to seven years during World War Two. And that village has been um, they they've housed few like they've had they've housed people from other wars and things like that. So, Eric uh, schwamm just died and he and he like got rich after um world war Two. i think he was a child he just died and he donated two million euros to the town that that helped him and his family survive the nazis <laughs> so two million euros and he talked to the mayor governor whatever they have in france at the time and he's like i want He's like, I'm doing my will. I want this money to go for child education and children, you know, things like that. So, damn, yeah. using your powers for good, right there. Exactly, and it's just like, and if you read the article, I forget what uh, what thing it was. I'll probably put the link somewhere. But yeah, they've they've had a history to house, you know, people from other bad people in other wars as well. It's not their first time doing it. But yeah, and they just, he, they helped him out for, you know, as a child and he just donated two million euros, which is probably like two and a half million American dollars, almost three million American dollars to this small village in France, like Southeast France. Nice. Salutes to that guy. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I saw that story and I was like, yo, this is, this is tight, you know?
3: That's got to be part of your the billion dollar plan, right? Like, if, what would you do with a billion dollars? You gotta give back. We we all know. I mean, I yeah.
1: Would, yeah. So mm-hmm. I would like buy a large island and start my own country for fucking poor people, like M F uh, Doom.
3: Wait <laughs> to one up my island comment, like <laughs> I have just, no, like just for you with no, your Ferraris. I like... just
1: thought about this before it's it's fine okay, okay, like i okay. said that question was asked like years ago yeah. so i've okay. had more time to ponder it and skip like if someone gave me a billion dollars i'd hit the gr- i'd be like joe biden i hit the ground running the next fucking day just like boom
2: <laughs> no if i win executive the lottery order,
4: executive order
2: exactly yeah, if i win the lottery i already got things in my head already planned out
1: yeah while i'm on my private mm-hmm. plane flying to the french riviera i'm also going to be like mm-hmm. investing in these you know communities and doing these other things well you know
2: yeah while you're going out there, don't forget to pick me up in Nice, because I'll definitely be out <laughs> there.
1: Uh, people like us can't get money. They, they just,
2: we love how the world works. No, we would uh, we would ruin economies all day. We would probably make everything even. I yeah. feel
1: fucking eating the rich. Use our money to never mind. Let's stop. Before no, the, we, we can't put it on. Now wax. the NSA is definitely listening. We can't put it
2: on wax yet. You know.
1: Um, we skipped this earlier, but this week in racism, mm. this terrible fucking excuse for a person, Marjorie Taylor Greene, congresswoman from shitty insert shitty state from the south, I can't remember Texas. <laughs> perfect. Fucking, I don't know. Say uh, no more. <laughs> like the, the funny thing is, is like the story I found because I was just like trying to refresh it. It's from the summer before she was elected. It was about all the racist Facebook posts she had made, talking about Jewish people, talking about Black people, just fucking terrible person. And now she's in Congress. She got she won her she won her primary and then fucking won her election. And now this terrible fucking person is in Congress who has all these crazy ass like Black people should be thankful for slavery. Uh, what was the crazy thing? Like Black people should be. Uh, happy to look back on confederate statues because it shows how much progress we've made as a country Holy shit. just like wild ass fucking Something things about how
3: gangs gangs are what actually hold black people back yeah like she's the worst
1: like hip-hop music is the reason like black people are in poverty and yeah like obviously you know as so often Gross. happens like a bunch of anti-semitic beliefs too about jewish jews running fucking banks and you know like that sh- that sh- shit's hundreds of years old and yeah, and people elected her happily, and think that uh, she's like this, you know, truth teller and everything. She also is like trying to fucking. I can't. I, I just. Is can't. she the
3: same one that she owns like a restaurant called Shooters, and it's like very like.
1: Oh, gun- I don't even know about Racy? that.
3: centric. It's like it I don't
1: surprise know. Me. That's probably uh, some other crazy fucking person. So in Congress. It's
3: it's her or some other equivalent. There's a lot of them
1: out there right somebody. now.
3: There really are. They're just really coming out of the woodwork.
1: There's the Brobart lady who's trying to impeach Biden already for no fucking reason. Cool.
0: Yeah, cool. like
2: uh yeah. It's Just the <gasps> uh, the past president made it like safe for people to come out. Yeah. And I, and that's the thing because it's always been there. It's always been like undercut in society, you know, and he just like, you know, just he made it fine because it's like, oh, my president thinks this way, like,
1: just, I guess she could be her, her example of white mediocrity of the week, too, because well. she's fucking terrible and somehow's in Congress. <laughs> terrible. Yet there's plenty of people of color and women, uh, other women out there mm-hmm. who you're downgrading yourself at your chances just because like, look at these fucking other people, mm-hmm. whatever you think you can do. Go fucking do it. Don't don't mm-hmm. let doubt stop you because there are people way less qualified and way dumber than you that are doing the things that you could do. So I, I I'm encouraging everyone. We Re- reasonable, intelligent, empathetic people need to rise up and take this shit back from all these fucking idiots out there. And she's Right. It's not
3: that. like anybody can be anything. It's like literally anyone can be anything. Like please, for the love of God, like do your best work because <laughs> Any dumb fuck can do yeah. some of these jobs, yeah. which is terrifying.
1: Unless you're trying to be in the NBA. If not if if that's your dream, like you're not
2: gonna mm, make it struggle.
1: Unless you're like six eight, you're not gonna make it. I'm sorry. So like sports um,
2: stuff, you need that athleticism. Yeah. But like in average stuff, like politician stuff, they like sometimes they just have money. They don't just they don't it doesn't have matter. yeah.
1: Anything that doesn't require, you know, genetics. Yeah. Like
2: it's just like they have money, so it's just like easy for them to get sponsorships and like help them to run and like are you really qualified though do you have a degree in anything of the sort like don't let us right. stop you yeah, these, yeah. These,
1: these dumb people you know every day i argue with people who, who don't know what the fuck they're yeah. talking about and they they are so convinced that they do it's it's, it's fucking yeah. crazy if you're if you know go out there and live yeah. your dreams people like
2: l- let me run something you guys may not <laughs> you guys may not like it but good things will be happening
1: yeah. So
2: I
3: appreciate you drawing the line though with the NBA stuff cuz I was like I might go work on my dribble. I'm ready.
1: Yeah. I mean Yeah. That's but the now one I thing see we- that. <laughs> And That's the one thing about Steph Curry, he gives hopes to regular looking people, but then people have to realize Steph Curry's still 6'3. <laughs> like, I, I'm 6'3, and I'm probably the tallest person any of you know. And I'm like the smallest fucking dude in the NBA. So, no, <laughs> like,
2: like, sorry, un- unless you're uber talented, like Muggsy Bogues, you yeah, know? <laughs> it was like, like five- a one in a fucking billion <laughs> yes. thing, like, yeah, yeah. blast from the past, too, dude. He was 5'3 but he could dunk
1: yeah that's the thing still have the genetics yes
2: and make half course shots consistently i don't know about that no you see you see the practice shots you gotta look on everyone
1: does that on prac in practice we talk about practice practice (laughs) practice you're talking about practice yes
2: (laughs) anyways because you need to practice (laughs) yeah so sorry to dash your
1: dreams on on reaching the nba katie um
3: I but came on to the podcast yeah. <laughs> with the hopes of feeling more confident about my NBA dreams.
2: Here we are. But don't worry. You probably make more now than a WNBA player anyways.
4: <laughs> no, because that's the
2: thing. Like, they're trying so to, fired. They're trying to fight to be paid a little bit better. And they do bring a lot of TV, a lot of, like, people there. So but you know so what you're going to do? What are you going to do? Pay they
1: those got... pay those fucking women. Exactly. Like, they got to Especially open... the Ladies. soccer players.
2: Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm because because
1: they were making i know for a fact they're making way more money than the men mm-hmm. like like wba is not making as much money as the nba i tried i had an argument about yeah, yeah, yeah no no but like the women's soccer team i've i can't even remember the last time i watched the men's soccer team yeah but i watch the women's matches all the time because they're actually fucking good mm-hmm. i'm like yeah i mean you know whatever
2: <laughs> your song of the week sean your song of the week. my
1: song of the week this week. this Salutes gotta give a, a salutes to uh, Elzo. elzo uh mm-hmm. he he was like have you listened to this album and i was like caesar told me about it i'm about to listen to it he posted in boogie down book club uh mad lib you know instrumental you play this on the radio show this is the my favorite song off the album as well road of the lonely ones by mad lib his instrumental album just came out so soulful yes so uh amazing so just listen and enjoy
2: salute elzo because i know you're fucking listening Salute. back guys that was Sean's song of the week and it was uh road of the lonely ones by mad lib off his new cut yeah again
1: salutes to elzo uh made me you know listen to the whole album Mm -hmm. because of his post the other day and like this song when he because i was reading his post and he like he responded it was like this was his favorite song and i like you know i listened to the album not paying attention to the songs and i went back and played it again i'm like this is my favorite too like Mm -hmm. i just remember like literally listening to it and just like vibing out and like I could picture like write like if it's an instrumental if I can picture myself writing rhymes to, to it, it yeah then I know it's fucking good and obviously you know Mad Libs got better beats than any rhyme I've ever written to no offense to my <laughs> band or anyone else I've ever worked with yeah <laughs> you're not Mad Lib. Uh, but uh, yeah so check out that album yeah. instrumental album no
2: because also I think uh the hangout with the phone off i think there's like a little phone tone on there i remember that one and uh latin negro wasn't also latin negro like like the whole concept
1: of the album for an instrumental is pretty pretty dope it's Mm. what is it uh sums of the ancestors what's the name of it it is
2: uh sound sound ancestors Mm -hmm. and
1: he definitely deals with like identity and talks about you know afro-latino identity and Mm. makes references to that throughout the album and uh yeah. Yeah,
2: There's a lot of horns and just Spanish influence. And that's right
1: up our, our fucking alley. Yes.
2: So, no, I listened to it yesterday because my baby, she loves to listen to music. Like, we'll lay down on the ground and I'll put the speaker on and we'll just, like, listen mm-hmm. to whatever I want to listen to, you know? And this one, as we were, all three of us were in the room and just, like, playing with, like, a balloon. And she was just like... <laughs> And, like, feeling some songs, and she wasn't feeling other ones, you know? Because, you know, babies, they're, they're all moods, you know? They're, I love that. And She's going to be such a fucking yeah.
1: musical expert when she grows up.
2: Oh, yeah. No, because we listen to jazz. Like, sometimes we'll just, like, just us, we'll listen to, like, we listened to Bodega Bams the other day, <laughs> which is hard-body karate stuff. But then we'll <laughs> listen to, like, In the Shower We'll listen to like Michael Jackson. We'll listen to the Temptations, and you know she just gets happy and starts dancing. And I'm like, that's my seed right there. I made. Oh, th- I, I, I made that.
3: that. I made that. How old is she?
2: A year and a half.
1: Oh my gosh. She's an adorable little munchkin, is how I describe her. Yeah. <sighs> Super cute. We like. We went to uh, our friend's art show uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, and uh, she was there just walk- walking around and. Like, I, like, would, like you like stopped. Like Caesar like stomped the ground, making the exclamation point, and she got super excited. <laughs> so I kept like stomping the ground and like, uh, oh my god, just endless entertainment from like a simple gesture. That
2: age is the best. Yeah, and she's starting to get in her tantrums, you know, because mm. she's with grandma and grandpa all the time. Like they babysit her, so she's just you know in Disneyland most of the day. You know <laughs> what I call it and you know she gets what she wants you know so that first hour hour and a half when she's at home we have to like bring her back to reality you know like oh yeah you're not there we're <laughs> you know like it's funny my parents
1: are the spoil the shit and my nieces and nephews yeah and, and like and like,
2: like oh. it pisses me off all the time where was this
1: generosity when <laughs> i was a child yeah, I think that's how it
2: goes. No, that's totally part of, that's, that's part of the playbook. I'm just you know, like, you guys
1: are so out of control. Yeah, like I understand. Mm-hmm. I'm actually glad. My brothers, I I don't know if I'm going to have kids, but I'm glad they had kids if I do have them. Yeah. Because hopefully they'll have gotten, like, they'll have dealt with all of this. Because, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, it's fucking ridiculous.
2: <laughs> no, and I, I just get so mad because I go to, like, <laughs> Tanya's mom's house, you know, like, to, like, pick her up or, like, even to hang out on the weekends, you know, like, whatever. And, like, any little cry comes out of her. She's straight passes by me passes by tanya grandpa grandpa whoever's closer you know
0: and Mm -hmm. i'm just
2: like "Ah, what are you gonna do like (laughs) because you tell them no now like they don't give a fuck like when you're gone they're gonna just like do the same fucking shit you know so it's just like my mom's the same way you know my dad is too and it's just like it just sucks that hour, hour and a half, you know? like She's
1: readjusting to life and, yeah, with you guys, with yeah, her
2: parents. And I'm like, no, yeah, like, dad has to do this. I got to edit the radio show, you know? I have to, like, edit pictures or something. Like, we could do shit together, but you're not going to get your fucking way, you know? And I'm a little more hard-bodied than the lady. And she's a
1: year and a half old. Imagine when she gets older.
2: And, like, she know- and like at a year and a half, she knows. She knows who's going to give her what she wants and who doesn't like, I'm the last person in the room. Like when grandma, grandpa, you know, the ladies in there, the last person she comes to because she knows like, no, daddy's hard body. No, we not nah. yeah. like, you know, <laughs> and like with eating too, because eating, she doesn't want to like eat all the time. She'd rather watch cartoons and play when she's with dad. Nah, we're eating together, you know, same food. We're going to chill together and we're doing things as adults, because
1: parenting tips from tracksuit poppy here. People listen. Oh,
2: there has to be one. There's the yin and the yang, you know. Mm-hmm. Has to be one hard body, one stern, not going to bend, and I'm the one.
3: <laughs> You're the one.
2: So, <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do, though? You know.
1: Well, uh, it's time for our meandering questions, Katie. Yes, these ones they are used amazing. to be okay. rapid What's fire. The under? It, yeah, it needs to be rapid fire, but as demonstrated, we're not rapidly <laughs> doing slip. anything on this pat podcast. We're, in, we're in my element. <laughs> All right. So we've, we've specifically tailored these questions for you, uh, some oh of gosh. them, uh, because that's what we do. So okay. <clears throat> question number one, what do you miss most about Reno besides your family and friends?
3: Okay, yeah, because those are obviously number one and two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... I think the size, um, I think I love how Reno's growing and changing. I mean, I think when we were all growing up, it was one Small specific as thing, <laughs> yeah. smallest fuck, very cookie cutter, very like, you know, everybody, which was a good feeling. Um, and I still think you get that from Reno now, but it's, it's on a much larger scale and there's a lot more culture infused. So I think the size and the the culture, like I I really, I see you, Reno, like I'm in, (laughs) I'm in Midtown or like some of the other spots that I've seen when I've been home. And I'm just like, I'm really like grateful for how it's, how it's grown and how, uh, how much culture has been pumped in. Mm -hmm. Nice.
2: Yeah. Next one. How do you describe Reno to people who have never been there?
3: Y'all it's a it's a lift. It's a it's a it's a heavy lift because um there are a lot of people who have their their misconceptions because they've never been or they've seen Reno nine one one. I mean, as long as I haven't lived in Reno, I've been answering like, is it like Reno nine one one? And I'm like, listen, that was filmed no. in LA, so no.
2: Exactly. I'm like, there's no fucking palm trees in Reno. Yeah, only so- B rolls there.
3: So I think the way that I... Was it how I describe it or the...
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
3: yeah, so I think the way that I describe it is it's um, kind of like I said in the, the first question is like it's really growing up culturally and really having its own identity. And for so long growing up, I felt like we were kind of a California copycat slash like very Applebeezy. <laughs> Um, but some I feel like, like
1: some people might say yeah, ma- yeah.
3: <laughs> man y but I feel like the way I describe it is um, every day there's more and more culture being pumped in the, the four seasons are pretty excellent the people are awesome like some of my favorite humans like you know we we're talking about my wedding the people that would stand up next to me in my wedding all from Reno like mm. They're, the people are really one of a kind and my, as I call them, my heart friends, like the people that I just like feel like, you know, you know, you get yeah, it.
2: Agreed. Because I always tell yeah. people, the people from Reno, especially East Sparks, you know, East were built a little bit different, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it, I'm but, so proud of it. No, <laughs> but, but then, but, the, but some of Reno- That's what everyone
1: says about their hometown. <laughs> yeah
2: nah but it's no know, it's just it's, it's different it's different but uh <laughs> no but reno was a lot of cookie cutter you know and yeah. I, and uh, basic I, yeah and i'm happy reno is finally catching up you know to people yeah. like us who travel all over the place all the time and have traveled as a young age reno is like i always say reno's last on everything because they you know like they're still excited about Chick fil A. <laughs> like,
1: they're still excited. They're still excited about fucking In and in Out. In and Out, yeah, yeah.
3: That's <laughs> so true. I remember when In and Out came to Reno. The lines are.
1: Like... St- I never go to In and Out because the lines are so fucking yeah. long. No matter when you go, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And
2: it's just, I'm like, hey guys, there's this, there's a good place in there's town. There's way better burgers in town, <laughs> and there's and they're local. And guess and guess what? Those tax dollars stay here. You know, like, <laughs> hey, that would help us out a lot more if you hit these local companies like Royce and Beefies and places like that. You know. Yep. But the average Reno person just likes the cookie cutter stuff, you know? But like, more stuff is coming. I love it. I also, always.
3: RIP awful awful. Like, I can't. Yeah. I
2: can't. Yeah. As no, no. We
1: lived good. here. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. It
3: and
2: you're
1: okay? All it, right. Yeah. I, I no, didn't have a second thought yeah. about it. Yeah. And
2: you say that because,
1: yeah. Because. But think about it. If you still lived here, you would never go there because never. you There's never went so like,
3: i'd also weigh 400 pounds yeah. so there's
1: that. but like you wouldn't go to uh you know you wouldn't be out at two in the morning yeah and go out and eat there <laughs> yeah. and also they're not their burgers are super are super expensive they're no longer like 350 or whatever they were when we were younger and when we it were was younger, like 12 dollars. Yeah. i'm like wait yeah. a minute
2: thank you yeah.
3: for bringing me back to no. reality
2: and I when I we really were younger thought... we didn't know any better about burgers yeah like that's the thing we yeah. did like reno didn't have like what it has now, but
1: like I feel like it was always the appeal was the cheapness and the the qua- the, the quantity and the fries. You had a basket of fries and a burger for like mm. three fifty four yeah. bucks, and like that same yeah. thing. You know, When you start paying t- over twice that, you start being like, wait a minute. Mm. Like the quality of the food hasn't fucking doubled. Yeah, Why am I paying right. double the price? Exactly. Also, right. it sucks being drunk at two in the morning, sitting in a fucking <laughs> shitty casino alley, mm. eating a fucking <laughs> overpriced burger. Yeah. With a bunch right. of people Was 10 years really? younger than you, drunk as fuck, getting in fights.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: also, I'm just- speaking of RIP, like buffets. Adios oh, yeah. with
2: the with the old COVID. Right? Yeah, right? I didn't really fuck with buffets unless it's yeah. like. A, I mean, they're cheap as fuck. Unless all you a can breakfast eat sushi, buffet, I'll
1: fuck with. No. That's, yeah, so like uh, two weeks from now, President's Day weekend, because like my girlfriend gets her second shot this week, my buddy Mike gets his on Monday. Like the two things I want to do, I'm gonna like go eat sushi at the bar at a sushi restaurant, and then like go somewhere and get drunk and like nice and fucked up because I have not done that yes in almost a year yeah. um yep. mm-hmm. but i always describe reno if people especially if they're from the west coast or californians in particular i'm like reno is kind of how like the bay area is compared to la reno is compared to vegas and i'm like if yeah. you've been to vegas like and you've been to la in the bay area reno is like the bay area compared to la mm-hmm. to vegas like it's it's more real it's cooler uh, there's more culture but it has a lot of the same underlying appeal as vegas like we have gambling we have a downtown with casinos um but you know, we have outdoor stuff but it's better like we have the mountains for skiing and all that so, and then mm-hmm. like I, th- I really feel like people like being from the bay area i can definitely see the influence that the bay area in northern california has on reno and yeah. i think it's a good thing because it's influence but like reno's taken that in its own way like reno you know being part of nevada and kind of like that old western feel where like people do their thing and like live their life and and i think uh combining that with kind of like the there's a lot of hippie vibes here and like influence from from the bay area i think it's it's great because it can be too much in the bay area sometimes and uh like having that charm of the small townness of reno combined with it is nice Mm-hmm.
3: It it really is. I'm extremely proud to be
1: from Reno. There you go. I'm glad to hear you say that. I know some people who mm. moved away, Marshall, and uh, <laughs> didn't rep didn't rep. They they lied and said they were from Tahoe, and I, I was so mad when he fucking did <laughs> no. that. No,
3: no. My favorite humans came from Reno, there you except go, for man. my boo, but everyone else came from Reno. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he had to come
2: from across the pond.
3: Yeah, I was like Reno or a foreign land. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So,
2: no, and especially like when I lived in other places, they're like, hey, where's that guy from Reno at? You know, like he knows <laughs> how to fucking party or knows how to hang <laughs> yeah. out or like knows things, you know, even then, when I yeah, even
1: when I was in college, like people at like uh, what the, what's that bar that used to be by you and our uh, breaker, the breakaway. Mm-hmm. The people in the breakaway knew me as Sean from East Sparks <laughs> because I always fucking let people know. And, like, me and all my friends, when we went there, like, we're from like East Sparks. They're like, yeah, you were no, yelling about being from East Sparks last night. You left your fucking
2: card here. <laughs> and the thing, Someone, East Sparks, Wu-Tang, hand in hand. Same. Same as East. There was some, somebody,
3: I, I learned it from Steve Bacham, but, like, I don't know yeah, where don't it know. came. But, like, some the e mm-hmm. something, like, some sort of hand signal with East, it yeah. uh, like, he called it the E Nuck.
1: That sounds like something the Steve Bacon would do. So, salute, I mean, we'll to give him credit salute to you, for Steve. It,
3: salute to Steve. Someone can debunk that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> salute to Steve. He's definitely old man status now. You know? Yeah. Like I rarely yeah. see him unless I like wiggle my way to the Apple store or something, you know? But like, <laughs> uh, salute to you, Steve. Yeah, there was a time where we'd see him out DJing and. All, and we just talk about music for like three hours, you know? Like. But now, you know, he's just old man. We're all all older Mm -hmm. and wiser. Mm -hmm.
3: We're all old men and women, man.
2: I miss you, though, Steve. Hopefully you're listening. (laughs) I miss you.
3: I miss you, too, Steve. Mm -hmm.
2: Next question. What food
1: does San Francisco do better than other places? Mm -hmm. If you had to describe a food that represents San Francisco, what what would it be?
4: Um... The
3: quick and dirty, but it's pretty basic. Answer is the burrito. I mean, the the burrito and San Francisco, San Francisco. Style Holy burrito. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I fucking love burritos. I agree. Yeah.
3: But I will say, because like I'm so obsessed with uh, the 24 or uh, um, all you can eat sushi in Reno, but sushi in SF is. <laughs> <laughs> so <legit>. yes, no. <laughs> like you're like you know all you can eat sushi and you're like oh okay like this is good and i'm so glad it's all you can eat but yeah. like where's that fresh shit at from um that, from sf so i think sushi time. really was like holy shit but um i could not not say the, the burrito and a, i
1: always think of from mm-hmm. being a little kid in the east bay uh sourdough bread I, I,
3: that was that was the third thought on my mind. I've actually been—I mean, who hasn't? But I've been totally <laughs> making sourdough. Bread what?
1: COVID. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One yeah. of my friends was like, "You guys better not be making bread." I'm like, "No, we haven't gotten that far <laughs> I during did. this." I went
3: for it.
0: Just That's good for you. Right in. Good.
1: Yeah. I fucking love. I buy every time we go to the grocery store. I buy a fucking fresh loaf of sourdough bread just just to have, mm. and it's so. Fu- it's ever since I've been a little kid. I can remember. What my mom would get, you know, we she go grocery shopping on Sundays and come home with sourdough bread to have with dinner, and I would, you know, she would cut a little piece and give me some, and like so good, oh, so fucking good. What,
3: what yeah. I realized about because sourdough, the reason why everybody during COVID made it because it takes so much time, yeah, all yeah. the
4: time, yeah.
3: But what I found about it, because um, I've been trying to meditate more, which is like how many basic words can I say right now? Is, um, <laughs> uh the the sourdough making is very meditative because it's you're really like repetitive stopping and pausing yeah. and thinking about something. um this is the stretch and fold for those watching on YouTube. this is it's a movement that you do. um so yeah, I think it's really meditative. so it really calms me down, which is you gotta
1: activate the gluten.
2: yes. Mm-hmm. and slowly, not fast.
1: you know, mm-hmm. you know. And we, we watch oh you watch chef. <laughs> I watched so many cooking shows. don't even get me Yeah. Um,
2: what's the what's your favorite like burrito place in san francisco since we were talking about burritos is it in the mission or is it out the mission
3: oh i mean i think probably in the mission although one thing in the mission that is insane is they have amazing pupusas at um i think it's um, yes. It's called... do, you,
1: do you know that like people in Reno and Sparks just found out about pupusas recently?
3: Like, wait, no, what, dude, Wells Avenue has always had pupusas. Yes, thank you. And people don't
2: travel. That's the one thing the things. Like, even I travel don't... to Little
1: Mexico. <laughs> like, people don't travel to Wells Avenue. Like a couple of years ago. uh we were talking, was oh it's for the ashley uh Hewer, like and they like yeah. her husband they, they do that dodgeball tournament and macelle who i you know i've known since high school him and his brother and we're cousins and uh their you know their mom has always made pupusas and they were like sell, talking about selling pupusas and people did know what they were mm. i was like what the fuck yes
3: it's a shame it's a real shame mm.
1: But yeah, it's called
3: panchitas. I think is the one in Mission that I'm thinking about. But yeah, pupusas. So anyway, burritos, farolitos, the jam, yeah, Um, taqueria Cancun's bomb. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, There's one I can't think of the name, so I'll have to report back. But they add (laughs) uh, they add like tater tots to it, which is like kind of San Diego style, I think.
2: California burrito, almost.
3: Yeah, yeah, Mm. and it's like
1: typical from Southern California. (laughs) It just becomes the California default. (laughs) Fuck those people. (laughs) <laughs> nor cal for life <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it makes me so mad when they're like the french fry burritos the california i'm like why is it called a california that's a fuck that's an la that's a southern california thing
2: or like a california yes. hot dog or whatever you know even though it's a mexican hondo. Or they just have oh, avocado yeah. on it and it's california style like anything avocado yeah california burger Because it has avocado in there?
1: I feel bad for people east of the Rockies. They just have no fucking idea. They have
3: no clue. Like, some of my coworkers are like, oh, I've, like, never been to the West Coast. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening.
2: That means they never had good Mexican food either. Yeah, like, they (laughs) They have have, not. Have
0: not had good Mexican food. No,
2: no, 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 no. Uh, uh,
1: no. (laughs) Tex-Mex is just gentrified fucking Mexican food.
2: Yeah. No, like, yeah. Like, when I go to the East Coast, like, friends that live there, they're like – Hey, can you bring me back any burrito from any place out? It could be speedy. It could be from your mom's house. Anything. Just like bring well, me I mean, anything. I'm going to
1: vote for your mom's house. Yeah. yeah. She makes the bomb ass homemade old. fucking tortillas. I don't even know your
2: mom going to vote for it anyway. She makes the hand tortillas. But Poppy over here tracks who papi makes the good meat. Onions. Ta-da-da-da.
3: What kind mm. of meat?
2: Anything whatever el pastor el pastor is a little hard it's too much work it's hard it's the. it's a lot of work a lot of marinating. originally also el pastor from uh
1: yeah we've seen the show we know it's from the middle east from the lebanese who migrated to mexico and
3: because it's the same as like the donor like like
2: a lamb leg yeah Mm -hmm. but But a lot of
1: people don't know that i'm trying trying to tell the universe dog they need to just get on our fucking level they're not actually. I loved hearing that story though because like people don't know, like there's strange intersections in culture. Like the, mm. the a lot of uh people from the Middle East, you know, ended up in Mexico and that's mm. obviously where Al Pastor comes yeah. from. And also a lot of like Chinese and Japanese immigrants left the United States yes. during World War II for, in internment camps, and to prior Mexico. to that it went to Mexico. Mm-hmm. So you have like mixtures of different cultures down
2: there. Yes, and people don't understand and we're trying to we're trying to educate everybody. But anyways, I'm on that train with you. All right. Let's move on to the next question. Uh what do you miss about San Francisco?
3: Um
2: we went over weather.
3: This this could not be a more like basic answer, but the bridge continues to be the most stunning thing to look at. Like we we had the privilege of li- uh, living right off the we lived in in the city but right off the freeway. So you come off the bridge and dip into our neighborhood and that bridge every time it's
1: just uh last time i was there to look at. last fall we spent like an hour up uh near like in uh near sausalito like on the sausalito side yeah, up, uh, up near in the hills a hawk, uh, hawk hill up there like yeah taking pictures and hanging out the headlands. Was, the head, mm-hmm. yeah and it was like the first time i'd been there since i was a kid And it was so cool. And, like, my girlfriend, she she hadn't really spent much time there. So, like, showing her around the city and uh, spending the weekend there. But Mm -hmm. that was – it was so – because it was, like, a clear day. The fog Mm -hmm. had burned off. And it was nice. Again, this was in October. And I can't wait to fucking go back. Yeah. That's been mad. Like, this is the longest I've been without going to uh the bay area since i moved away as a kid Mm. it's been uh, a little over like a year and this is the longest Mm -hmm. i've been without going down there and it sucks
2: my favorite is china beach right there because like you can put your feet in the water Mm -hmm. people are fishing right there like on that crazy like there's a couple big huge boulders that people like and that's that's like you know where i like to go because it's like easy to get to you could always find a parking spot and just like right there, and like people are surfing as well. They got little catacombs over there, the boulder where people fish, and you just got a beautiful view of you know Golden Gate. You yeah. know, it is you're making it's me just miss this place, spectacular. yeah. yeah. I, I'm no, realizing like it's been so long, like no, and that's what sucks because, like, same thing, like, I've I think I usually try to go to the Bay Area probably like five six times a year last year i think i did twice one was like almost a work thing the other one was like with the lady but it's it's so close and yeah like- I,
1: 2020 was the first time i haven't gone to the bay area mm. ever in my life and like normally i go to at least one giants i've gone to a giants one giants game of season mm. in every season for like the last 15 yeah. years and uh yeah, it was it's I'm a little sad now. Let's move on. Next question. Yeah,
3: I I just got sad too. Y'all, I just moved away from there. Come on. We'll
1: be up there soon, don't worry. <laughs> three Seattle. what are three essentials you could not leave the house without
2: other than your cell phone?
4: Three
3: essentials.
2: Yeah, it's like a, like an everyday carry you need. Like for me, I need my camera. Mm. I need headphones. And then I also need just like, uh, um, what's, what's, the, what's the other one I usually I tell know, people? Like a magazine or a book usually, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like what's in your bag kind of thing. What's in my bag, yeah. Yeah.
3: Ooh, this one's tough because I feel like the things that I... I'm being really literal about this. I'm like, well, that wouldn't fit in my bag. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think... I think headphones. I'm really into um, music and also podcasts. So I just am really in a moment and meditating. So I'm just like really trying to center and listen to things and zone out from looking at my phone. Um, right now, it would absolutely be my credit card because we just <laughs> move into a place and we're just trying to fill it with furniture. So it's just a whole lot of swiping. <laughs> Um, which I'm trying to like pace ourselves because we actually like want to want the things that we um, are paying for. Um, and then I think it would be, so that's two. I keep thinking chapstick. Like I just really no, like- And that's good. That's I a like good essential. I just mm-hmm. really like a good chapstick.
1: Yeah. I don't even have three things. Mm-hmm. Headphones is the only thing yeah. I would I yeah. like to travel
2: light. Yeah, because like- yeah. Yeah, because me, I leave the house with, like, a backpack on. And it's, like, my daily essentials. I'll be out of the house all day. I'm either going to be, like, working or, like, doing outdoor activities. So I need my yeah. everyday things, you know?
3: Mm. Yeah. In Reno, you definitely need chapstick.
2: A little dry, unless you hydrate enough. I
1: stay hydrated, oh. and I, I use a lot of
2: That's why moisturizer
1: lips. on my face. And these whatnot. lips are good,
2: you know? You got to stay hydrated all day or day
3: oh i i mean i went to college in reno why why do you think i was hydrated i was
1: absolutely not hydrated yeah
2: you hydrate and and dehydrate with you, beer yes but you rehydrate with a lot of water well
1: yeah katie those those are me ending questions you made it you did those are it oh my god All clap too congratulations <laughs> you did you did a fine job yes thank you so much well that's about it um Local events. Caesar, you want to talk about – there's a local event that's been so fucking long. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, So the Lasting Dose, uh, it's a tattoo shop, but they also have a gallery. And they're doing a – they do a bunch of uh, uh, collective galleries. And this one is Year of the Ox since, like, the lunar Chinese year. So uh, I'm going to have a piece in there. It's going to be in February, which is, you know, now – and I don't know the exact date again, I got to, you know, I'll update you guys, but you're the ox. So anything ox related painting, photography, anything, I'll be up there and holler at them. Cause you could go in, but obviously not in big groups and things like that. Individually go in, make an appointment and see all the stuff. And it is happening in February. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, yes. I uh, I am an ox I'm the year of the ox. so. If you need, you know, a picture of me to display or anything like that, just let Like, I'm
2: here. Yeah, uh, my picture is the in New York in uh, the fight, the Wall Street. You know how they have the mm-hmm. bull in there. So I oh, got that, a.
3: That's you. That's you. I mm-hmm. got a, I
2: got a funky uh, wide fisheye angle of people in there. So that'll be my piece. Oh, I also, salutes
1: to the hip hop group Year of the Ox because they're they're dope.
2: Yes, <laughs> they're awesome
1: um we We don't have a fuck boy of the week this week no do you have one off the top of your head
2: no i feel i feel there's just too many
1: yeah it's hard it's been hard. a lot of boys. it's it's been hard to narrow it down yeah Yeah. to narrow like the the king
2: of the fuck boys of the week when they're all doing average fuck boy shit
1: Yeah. yeah um i'm sure we'll have one next week but yeah uh remember everyone to uh subscribe leave a review for our podcast up in the mix and for the Bliss Smith podcast, <gasps> so Katie's much. podcast, also, both are available wherever podcasts can be found. You can follow us, uh, us on Twitter at UpInTheMix1. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. We have our new YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, like and subscribe for both podcasts.
2: Yeah. And maybe on Instagram, share a little bit if you guys like what we're talking about or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Sh- Sharing is caring.
1: Check out kwinkradio.org. Uh, we have a new episode of uh, their web series no static that highlights different uh djs on the station and caesar and i's episode came out uh just last night mm-hmm. and uh it's a cool little 10 minute video that where we talk about uh what motivates us and kind of uh talk about ourselves a little bit so check that out as well and uh before we go katie we have one final question what do you want people to know about you before they listen to your podcast?
3: Ooh. <laughs> um, all
1: right. Um,
3: I think that I want them to know that my whole point, I, I feel like to exist is to try to leave people better than you found them. So the point of the podcast is to listen and to feel good and to feel inspired. And so I hope that they're better than I found them when they listen.
1: There you go. Nice. Bliss Myth Podcast, available wherever <laughs> podcasts are sold. Until next time, Ayo. remember you can check us out every week, Friday nights from 9 to 11 on 97.7 K-Wink, where we play nothing but the best in hip-hop.
2: Some hard-body stuff. And, yeah, don't forget to uh, oh follow De La Photo on the Internet, dot photography. If you want uh, some street photography, black and white, anything like that.
1: So, uh, Katie, thank you again for coming mm-hmm. on the show. We appreciate you spending your uh, you. Saturday afternoon yeah. with us, sharing your wisdom and your words. Uh, until next time, this is Sean saying peace, mask up. And stay safe. Cuffing season is almost over, people. Almost. All those fuckboys can't <laughs> wait.
2: <laughs> this is Adela uh, de La photo saying, Love to you chicken grease. Go to your mother from your brother. Go we'll be your sister from another mystery.